0: green bean just start starbucks espresso i don't know i was at walmart and i saw it and i was like sure why not starbucks espresso it's like a tiny little can i'm used to drinking the fucking cans that are like You know those giant dildos that people hit each other with? It's like the size of the energy drink cans that I usually drink from. So I'm assuming this is like concentrated energy. You know what I mean? It's a tiny little thing.
1: Like the old monster BFGs. Yeah, I still drink those. Do they still make those?
2: What is a BFG like? Is it the bigger ones? Is it the leader of monster or something?
1: They're like
0: fucking this big. Never seen them. Jesus Christ. I've seen
2: the resealable ones, but which we've already discussed on the pod, that resealing them does not save the flavor.
0: Yeah, like here's the top of one of them just sitting on my desk that I like to fidget with. I'm so fucking tired.
2: Tired of what? Living. Existing. I, yeah. I didn't ask to be born like the star in <laughs> Super Mario.
0: What's wild, so like that whole last week was insane. This this week, nothing happened. I had no, I had no plans. On Tuesday, I'm going to go to another show, though. What it's show? Pretty cool. August Burns Red.
2: Never heard of it. Oh, is this the dog? The it's dog one?
0: Yeah, but I don't know if that's actually true. So okay. I got two guitar picks. Okay, so this is a cool story. So I went with I went to spite with uh, I went to see spite and wage war with uh uh page, and we over we took a nap and then we slept through spite the band that I wanted to see because <laughs> they were the openers. Oh, so I didn't get to see spite unfortunately, but uh, we saw wage war and they were like ten times better than the first time that I saw them. And then at the end of the show, you know, they throw out guitar picks and, like, you know, they throw the set list out and everything. And as they were doing that, I pushed Paige up to the front, which I shouldn't have done because she had a fresh tattoo, which got all scratched up because we were, like, right next to the mosh pit for, like, two hours straight. So that was probably not very wise of me. But as soon as the show ended, they were throwing the guitar picks and everything out. And I was like, all right, when the lights come on, you need to keep your eyes peeled on the floor. And as soon as I said that, the lights came on and there was a guitar pick, like, in between these people. And I was like, because of that. And as soon as I did that, everyone went, huh? And like turned and (laughs) looked at where I was pointing. But uh, I think it was, I think, I don't know. I think it's just Southern hospitality, but everyone was just like, you saw it first. And I was just like, (laughs) thank you. And then I gave her the, and it has Jennifer Aniston on the back of it. It says wage war on the front. And then it's just a picture of Jennifer Aniston on the back of the the pic.
1: Well, yeah. What did you expect? So I fucking, I saw uh, Black Label Society- At Rocklahoma, and I was like fucking 15 or something. And uh, Zach Wild threw a guitar pick out, and I caught it. And this dude turned around and just fucking grabbed it from (laughs) Southern (laughs) hospitality, and then he just pushed me because I was a little fucking derpy 15 year old. That's depressing. You say, listen here and grab him by the cock (laughs) and be like, give me my guitar pick, (laughs) dude. He's like this big ass fucking biker guy like he, just saw hold- he was i'm just holding it up in front of me like the golden ticket and he just fucking grabs it and just pushes the shit out of me i was like oh no <laughs> Classic. i
0: passed out at, at rocklahoma uh in the middle of like moshing and stuff i guess i got a little uh, too rowdy how old were you i don't know i must have been like 16 maybe and you know rocklahoma is for people who don't know it's a big festival for like three days Over Labor Day weekend, and it's all outside, and so people who have bad allergies, uh, that's not great. So (laughs) to be out there like that with, it's not that you're outside for three days straight; it's that you're outside with five, six hundred people all kicking around dirt and dirt and
2: dust. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you're in, and you're when you're in a mosh pit, it's it's a little wild. And I remember it was it was uh, motionless and white, and I just passed out, and then I woke up like on the other side of the field cuz some people kind of carried me off cuz I was just a little kid.
1: And and it's also like a 109 degrees the whole time.
0: Yeah, it's fucking miserable actually. But it's a cool it's cool because like there it's a campground so everyone gets to camp out so we camped out for 3 days straight, just chilling, drunk as fuck for 3 days straight. And uh so the, my girlfriend at the time it was my high school girlfriend and my mom were walking around in like tank tops on the first day and I was walking around shirtless the whole time and they had you know sunscreen on and everything and whenever they woke up the next morning they had the worst sunburn i'd ever seen anyone have in my life it like they had t- a million tiny little blisters like every cell of their body was blistered up like and you touch it barely and it, they pop and they're like ah you know what i mean and i was like oh, God. and <laughs> i was just a little red around my nose and i had no sunscreen on like i fucking love being part native american dude it's Plus, uh,
2: I mean, you worked at Sonic, so you were used to the hot heat <laughs> as you rolled around in your short shirts and uh, rollerblades delivering those cherry limeades.
0: Yeah, falling down on my rollerblades. Dude, this <laughs> fucking Starbucks, knees. this Starbucks espresso is pretty fucking good.
1: Are you ready what to start? Yeah. Hello and
2: welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through a cooperative experience and relate to you, the listener, if this game is the criminal de la creme of co-op or something better off playing solo. Hey, Nave.
0: Philip, I think I have spent the last entire month just sick with like four different diseases, it feels like. I don't know you what know, that the can fuck happen. Is going on with me.
2: I think for like a year in high school, I had walking pneumonia and I was just always coughing a lung out, but I never did anything and neither did my parents. And Jana was just like, What's wrong with you? I'm just I'm a little sickly. I'm just a little sick, skinny boy in high school. Just got the yeah. walking cough.
1: Got the well, tuberculosis. I... Yeah, that's
0: it. <laughs> it's okay, boy. Calm down, boy. The uh I I don't What's know, I was driving you? home and I was just sitting there like, Is this what kidney failure feels like? Like what the fuck is happening to me right now? Like, I think it's it's definitely has a lot to do with my allergies. I've been fucking, my nose has been running for like four days straight to the point where I, when I touch my nose, it hurts because I've been rubbing oh no. it so much. And I know it's going de- back down into my lungs. So I've got like a fucking, like a 30%, you know, like a fucking CO2 cartridge, like a full of fucking, <laughs> of mucus in my fucking lungs right now. feels like shit. So I'm going to be hacking. I'm going to be hacking for like the fucking fourth episode in a row.
2: Gotcha. Well, let's introduce our guest it's jp again our childhood friend boy scout used to eat hobo dinners with us and all that trash Looks from like our childhood yeah welcome back jp
1: uh thanks for having me back on here guys
2: uh you know we almost didn't after we went and checked the patreon and realized that you still had not subscribed to our patreon even our lowest tier
1: yeah that was really low of you <laughs> look i'm not going to give money to patreon all right, they take too much of a percentage. Oh, okay. That's that's less money that's going to the content creators. I'm not going to let you guys get taken advantage of. They're by providing. To they're you.
2: providing a service for us, though, because <laughs> it's not like people are just going to trust us with their credit card information. Or will it's they? a middleman?
1: No, you got to do like a subscribe star or something. Oh, that is. Uh, they don't take a percentage.
2: How do they stay in business?
1: Probably ad revenue, hmm. or I don't know. To just make money by being a competitor to Patreon. I don't, know, I don't fucking know. That's where all the racist people go, right? Is it? Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: uh,
2: Patreon slanted. won't touch them, so uh, you know <clears throat> you got that one.
1: Well, I mean, it's all the people who get like shadow banned from Patreon, and also all the all the YouTube guys whenever they do their their uh, live streams. That circumvents. Uh, YouTube taking a cut out of their super chats if people go through subscribe Mm. subscribe, star.
2: Never heard of this till now. Well, it's
1: because you're not racist. (laughs) (laughs) Philip Beatty confirmed not
0: racist.
2: We talked about that earlier today. Actually, I'm I'm famously not racist for the record.
0: Famously, (laughs) like, (laughs) have you heard Philip Beatty? Like, the only thing I've heard of that guy is that he's definitely not racist.
2: Yeah, as a white person, I uh, pride myself on not being racist
0: (laughs) what are we doing right now
2: (laughs) (laughs) we are a video game playing podcast or podcast about video games or something you would
1: never know from listening to (laughs) it
2: if you every new listener has already clicked off at this point once we just came in (laughs) into cold open talking about rocklahoma yeah great but let's talk about the games we've been playing this week so we'll start with our guest jp Tell us. I know you're always out there gaming. You're out there. You're right on the vein, feeling the the heartbeat of the gaming industry. What have you been playing lately? Uh,
1: if if by that you mean like tabletop stuff, then yes, definitely. Cool. Other than that, it's the games that I've been playing that we've talked about on this podcast.
2: I know. Last time you talked about your Red Dead uh, Gambling Nights. Oh, going. right.
1: And yeah. obviously my Red Dead Poker Night.
2: Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I want something cool like that. Like what tabletop bullshit have you been playing?
1: There's a game called Necromunda. There's a, there's actually a they made a video game of it. It's like Mordheim, but for 40k. Uh, trying you tell to tell me it.
2: Mordheim isn't 40k?
1: No, I mean, like, There's a distinction, but it's it doesn't matter. But you talking uh, about Necromunda, hired gun? Uh, yeah, actually, okay, actually, there's two games because there's hired gun and then there's the turn based one. Uh, Neither of them, I don't think, are very good. I don't know. I've never (laughs) played either, but...
2: You can say that most Warhammer games are like that. Most Warhammer
1: games suck, except for Vermintide. Well, Hired Gun is middle of the road. Have you played it? Yeah. It's just a Mm. boomer shooter.
0: It's not that bad. It's really hard, so, I mean, that's why I stopped playing it.
1: I might actually have to play it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you get, like, a grappling hook, you fucking... It's not really, like, a grappling hook, like a physics-based one. It's like a... A zip line. Kind a zip of line, yeah, yeah. The
2: Batman zip line.
0: Yeah, and like you have to do use different weapons and like damage types for different enemies, if I remember correctly. But it's very chaotic. It's no Doom Eternal, but it, if you want to play a boomer shooter, I mean, it's not bad. There's another war. There's a new Warhammer game coming out, isn't there? Uh,
1: Darktide, I think, just came out, but it's only for PC. They haven't made the console port.
0: No, there is a. Uh...
1: Oh fuck! Space Warhammer?
0: Green, no, no, no! There's oh another? god, that ad is fucking loud. Uh, bolt gun, dude. Philip, we need to check out this fucking Warhammer 40k bolt gun.
2: All right, give me a second.
0: Um, you know what it looks like? It looks like uh, Proteus. That's what you it's a, a boomer, a boomer shooter. shooter. It well, it's a boomer shooter, but it's in that like voxel art style. It looks really fucking cool. Show JP a fucking video of it. Oh wow, yeah, nope, we're watching the right trailer. That yeah,
2: is. that's definitely Proteus.
0: How fucking fucking cool does that look?
2: Like, there's a lot of jumping, a lot of sprinting.
0: I do love me a boomer shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Add it to the list. Assuming it's co-op. It better be co-op.
0: I've got my fucking finger on the pulse of whatever Warhammer is.
2: No, you don't. (laughs) Because (laughs) no one even knows what Warhammer is.
1: Well, their plan was they're like, you know, people like video games. We'll make a bunch of Warhammer video games. And then they'll go buy our fucking overpriced plastic models and then all no the shit. games kind of suck and then they're surprised that nobody is picking up the tabletop dude no shit like we i went
0: down to game hq right around the corner from my house and they sell a ton of warhammer shit i was showing them to uh Paige, and yeah it, it, they're like there's like a tiny little figure that you have to paint yourself which is cool but it's like 45 bucks and i was like oh my god and there's like Random's a giant cheaper tank. than that i know i bought my i bought my little gym for like what was it 15 bucks you tiny little jim i bet he's yeah. bigger than this can
2: oh you got him right there that.
0: yeah <laughs> he's just as big as this little so if you buy a starbucks espresso and cream premium espresso beverage 6.5 fluid ounces oh i put my starbucks up there not jim <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're it's going on the size. shelf starbucks <laughs> so i can look at you later all right, So, Necromunda getting back to it, what makes Necromunda special compared to other tabletop role playing games, or not even role playing games, just tabletop war games?
1: Uh, so as far as Necromunda goes, uh, I mean, first of all, the one of the best things about it is that it's not balanced at all. So, y- if you've got a metagamer right. you're playing against, they will break that game right the fuck into, uh, because it's designed mostly just for like flavor, right? Uh, which is super fun to me you know i'm not i'm not like chasing the meta and shit uh but it's designed to be played in a series of games over a campaign and so that's kind of the draw to necromunda is that it's a smaller scale so your games are only taking like 30 45 minutes and it's designed you know you get like six or eight people together you do a series of games you got the little progressive campaign thing going it's it's really fun
2: So you said like eight players, like how many units is each player controlling or is it like taking turns on the whole board?
1: So that's how the bigger ones typically go is it's like, I go, you go. And like you do your whole army. Yeah. Uh, Necromunda is like, you can have anywhere from like five to 10 models typically in any game. And you activate uh, one individual and then your opponent activates an individual. Okay. Until you go through all the guys and then it resets. So.
2: That's pretty interesting. Like uh that kind of reminds me of um Oh Nate, what was that one uh time travel shooter game? Time splitters? No, the other time travel shooter game. Time
0: uh time game.
2: No. not talking about time warp time shift. No. What time was shift. It? I think that's no, it. there there was one where it was like you would take turns as in a first person shooter, you would drop in, you would and you guys would go in at the same time and you would fight, and that would be like one turn. Oh! And then after that, you would drop in again. And so it's like, I know that this guy's character does this for the first Gate. time. Lit, yeah, that was a limit skate. I would have never that one was a, that. One, that was a weird one where it's like <laughs> you took turns at the same time. But like, it would like evolve as you were taking your turn.
0: Yeah, and the cool thing is, is that if you died in one round, the next round, you could save yourself by killing the person who killed you in that first round. And then an AI would take over your your dude's body. And do the same thing every other round. There's not a whole lot of rounds. I think there's like five. Because you have to pick a different class each time you do it. And there's something really funny that happens. Like one time I picked a rocket class in like the second round. And I shot a rocket right at the beginning of the match. Not recommended. Because in a following round, I spawned as a different character. And immediately got hit by that rocket. And then (laughs) for the rest of the match, I was dying at the beginning of the rounds every time. Everyone would die right away. And since they die, since the, like my dudes would die, they wouldn't be running out on their set path and then fighting the dude at that. Which means I'm saving the enemy's t- life on accident. Oh, it's it's a really interesting concept, but the gameplay itself is not like super. I don't know tuned.
2: Which in Necromenda, you said it like there's a campaign ongoing. Is this like actively being released like this season, or is it like already all published and
1: you're just playing through it? So uh so they started out they dropped like all the gangs and then uh the, there's like the the one campaign that they have rules for is the dominion campaign and it's the most bare bones one where it's like every like you and another gang will play a match and whoever wins you gain a territory okay and uh all these territories do different things and they give you bonuses going forward and also there's an uh, experience progression system, uh, your equipment, you make money, you buy new stuff. You just carry on like that, right? And then also if one of your guys, you know, dies in the in a game, at the end of that game, you have to roll to see what happens for him. They could get a leg injury, a back injury, an arm injury, and that will affect their stats in going forward in the campaign, right? So yeah. it's, all, it's all linked, right?
2: <clears throat> this just sounds like complicated blood bowl.
0: Uh, I was fucking thinking about Blood Bowl too dude That's so weird
2: One of the good Warhammer games
0: (laughs) Yeah Blood Bowl kicks ass Or actually you know what I I wasn't thinking about Blood Bowl I was thinking about Blitz the League
2: Oh god that's stupid I think about that game often too though
0: Yeah nobody knows what it is It's so sad
2: I love the mini game where it's like you gotta get back in there champ As you're holding the syringe and you're jamming steroids Into your quarterback's back after he got injured On a really bad tackle or sack (laughs) Yeah Play Maybe mini. we
0: should play it. I don't know if it's online, though.
2: Probably not. I don't even know who made that game or who hosts the servers.
0: Is that an EA title? I doubt it. I mean, I bet I could look it up real quick. All
1: right. Anything else for Necromunda? Uh, it's awesome. And if you're going to get into tabletop stuff, you could do worse. Because uh, really, the initial like buy-in is a lot lower than a lot of other tabletop stuff. Because you can get a book... And one gang box, and like that's all you need to play, besides like dice and stuff, but hopefully you're playing with somebody else who has that shit,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: have you ever thought about going <laughs> into the uh the black market side of tabletop gaming, just playing with like proxies or even better the the China models,
1: so I'm not gonna say i've uh ever partaken of the recast market, but but. <laughs> classic but no i mean like honestly the it it that's a huge deal right now in the industry especially since they keep hiking the prices the recasters just keep getting more prominent and it's actually causing a little bit of a uh, little bit of hubbub at the place that i play at here in san antonio uh, it's a really awesome place i love the place um but the owner said absolutely no 3d printed models whatsoever yeah
2: trying to run a business here you can't be bringing in homemade models well i mean let's fucking garbage fuck that So what What no you're paying for the space at that point
1: no right so i go in there and i buy his fucking overpriced beer yeah every time i go in there and i spend lots of money there and i spend lots of time there and he's gonna give me shit for bringing models that he does not sell Uh, at that location right no so
0: that's absolute There's... bullshit because Game HQ, the place I'm talking always talking about, that's the biggest shop in Oklahoma. Which whoop you fucking do, I guess. But um, <laughs> like, but it's Masters the biggest place in Oklahoma. Universe. You can bring like fucking proxies of magic cards, and they don't give a shit. Like you can trade cards, and like you can bring different. Like they don't give a fuck what you do, and it's totally free. You can go in there from at, like, fucking 11 a.m. and stay until midnight when they close and pay no fucking money, which really? you probably won't because you're going to go, I'm kind of thirsty, and so you want a monster and stuff like that. Like, it's totally free. That's insane that, like, I don't know. Maybe that's just how they do it down in fucking Yeehaw, Texas. <laughs> you know, fucking well, <laughs> well, so there's charging a for
1: bathrooms. A, well, there's a thing at that particular place is uh, Texas is – some of the biggest tournaments in the country that are actual, like, official Games Workshop uh, tournaments, they happen in Texas, Dal- the Dallas Open and the Austin Open, and there's not enough, a big enough venue anymore in Austin, so those official tournaments are going to be happening at Battle Pub, which is a place that I play at. GW looks they're very particular about the stores that they use to host those. Oh. So that's also kind of a thing. Just
2: trying to keep corporate happy. I see how it is.
0: That's so but, weird, though, because, like, why don't they just use a convention center?
1: So Cause... that's what they normally do. But the uh, they didn't have enough time. They didn't book it far enough in advance for Sounds some fucking right. reason. But uh, so that's why it's that's why the Austin Open is happening in San Antonio this year, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, they uh, the the 3D printed models thing is it's a huge deal right now. Just fucking yeah. grilling JP for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I well, got no,
0: passionate see, about it, that for so some funny. reason. I don't even know like, why I get so upset.
2: Look, we all had like um a period of time when in our youth when we were active pirates. I've I've grown out of it. I don't know about you, Nave and JP, but yeah. For some reason, are you tabletop, asking
0: me if I grew out of my piracy and we have a what did Nave buy section that I bought where I buy all my dumb stupid games?
2: Like, if for some reason, like the second I see those overpriced models and I'm like, I don't know, why can't I not just play with tokens? Like if the gameplay is that good, the models they look great, especially when you paint them. Like I've seen JPs, like the amount yeah. of effort put into these models is just insane to make them look quality. Like I get like that's a whole that's a whole nother side of it. That's a whole nother like thing you're paying for. When you buy the models, I guess, is the activity of painting them and customizing them. But if I'm in it for the game, why can I not play with just like proxies or tokens?
1: So, I mean, I'm fine with you like proxy and stuff, actually. So Adam, the dude that I play with all the time, I've talked about him a couple times on here. He like we're playing a game called Horse Heresy and like literally he's just borrowing one of my armies and proxying it as another one. Yeah. And so I kid you not, last time we were playing at the place I was just talking about, uh, they were like giving him shit for proxying stuff.
0: What stuff? So, it was actual product. <laughs> yeah, I'm like,
1: oh my god, you fucking make me angry now.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's the thing, dude. That's the thing in Magic: The Gathering where it's not. It, it depends on what type of like format that you're playing in. But in Commander, which is generally casual, like people are totally fine with you right getting a planes and just writing doubling season on it because doubling season's an 80 dollar card at all times bare minimum you know what i mean and a lot of yeah. people aren't like me where you could get a doubling season for like 40 bucks right or like you un- you on un- you like you uh, uh what is it you pulled one from a pack right like i have like four doubling seasons laying around but that's because i just got lucky and i was around when they were reprinting it and a lot of people can't do that and most people don't give a fuck about that and but the people that do it's a really weird situation where it's like it's because, like you know, it's such a monetary investment, and just to see somebody have like a lot, like a really, really strong deck, but not have to pay for it, like you had to pay for your really, really strong deck. I don't know if it's like an ego, like an ego damager or something like that, but like I, I don't understand it either.
2: Plastic toys and cardboard. At the end of the day, that's all it is. Yeah, well,
0: and the the whole thing about that is like, whenever you start really getting into it and getting passionate about magic or Warhammer <laughs> or whatever, part of the fun that you get is spending your hard-earned money on these things that look really cool like my animar deck is like three grand and it doesn't have to be but it's just because i have these blinged out beautiful cards because that's my favorite deck and i fucking love it you know what i mean i wouldn't dream of proxying a card unless it was to test it to make sure that because i don't want to drop a 80 bucks on a fucking wrong Ragan fucking monkey or whatever to, and then it <laughs> sucks and i don't want to play with it
1: you know what i mean so speaking of uh Magic the Gathering and stuff, so a little bit of a little bit of local nerd tea. Oh tell on, us the tea. Going What's on going on, on in the office? In right. So <laughs> the group that I uh, that I typically play with, uh they're called the Sons of Slambo. Really cool dudes, uh big presence here in San Antonio. They every Friday night for like the better part of a decade, they would uh frequent a shop down here and uh I'm not going to say the name of it. I don't want to, you know, put them on blast like that. But uh, yeah, pretty good shop. They played there for like the better part of a decade. And then uh, the thing with the Sons of Slambo is like every time you like make a really risky role or do something super cool, you just yell Slambo. And then the rest of the dudes echo back Slambo. Just a bunch of rowdy fucking dudes doing their thing, right? Yeah. And just about everybody's hammered. Uh so they were doing that for the better part of a decade, even through COVID, because like gaming shops got hit really fucking hard by COVID. Like they already weren't yeah. making that much money. And then they took away the ability to bring people into the store, right? So a lot of places were shutting down. And I would say that the Sons of Sam- Slambo probably kept this place from closing their doors, you know? And then uh so a couple of years back, uh the owner just comes up to the dude who's heading up the club, names Dan. And he's like, "Hey, your guys can't yell Slambo any in here anymore." And he's like, "What the fuck, dude? We've been like pretty much built this place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, pay, the Sons of Slambo, essentially through our contributions to this store, paid for the add-on that you put on this place." And he's like, "Sorry, you the you're you make the Magic the Gathering guys nervous when you guys yell, so you can't yell in here anymore." And so that's why we play at the other place now. You know what
0: it is? It's because you're <laughs> they're playing on Friday, and those are fucking loser dweeb nerds that fucking play Friday Night Magic. What?
2: Friday Night Magic? That yeah, because you know what those are? Ads.
0: What? No? Well, that's standard, all right? Of course it's yeah. the ads, because standard is where they used to make all of their money, but now Commanders where it's at. That's where all the cool fucking people play, all right? And people don't play... The people They never schedule Commander Nights on Friday Night Magic Nights because they need to hold those standard tournaments. It's like part of the fucking deal like on it's so you go in there on fucking friday and at game hq it's like oh it's kind of bumping in here it's pretty cool it's whatever but you go in like our place holds thursday and saturday for commander nights because it's so popular and every single fucking time you go in there it is packed from wall to wall with all kinds of different people it's like so Um, much more of a welcoming environment playing commander because it's so less it's like a lot less competitive
1: so there's like different kinds of magic players
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Even the standard, even the people on Friday Night Magic Standard, those guys are different from the modern players. And the modern players are different from the legacy players. Like, everyone has their own thing, because legacy players are fucking filthy rich fuckers. Modern players are people who are tryhards who wish they were filthy rich legacy players. (laughs) And Standard... I don't know what their fucking deal is. They just like the rotation and deck building aspect of the game, I guess. Or they like net decking and just fucking like no-braining their way through fucking matches, right? Because almost everyone's net decking anyways. But Commander is where you go to express your fucking creativity and all your silly little fucking things that you want to do and that because that, that's a that's a casual four-player format rather than playing 1v1 where you're just trying to decimate one person you're playing with usually about three other people and you're just trying to have a good time which means that you're not always trying to optimally play especially against strangers you're not trying to i'm not trying to stomp to death the fucking new kid you know what i mean i'm trying to just like have a <laughs> goofy not. time you know Welcome
1: I mean. to the gang. Yeah, got to get jumped in. So where's the most like neck beards? Are they in Commander? Or are they in like Legacy? I bet there's a steady population in most groups. Yeah, there's there, it, there's
0: a good. It's like fifteen percent minimum for across yeah. all of them. But um, I would say Commander is the most since it's the most casual. It's the least amount of neck beards. I think most of the neck beards are either in Standard or Modern, and Legacy just hardly exists because it's so fucking expensive. It's old rich but, dudes probably. Yeah. That have
2: cards from the 80s. Yeah. I don't those, know. When was Magic started? 90s?
0: I think the 80s. Or maybe late, early 90s. I mean, it was before <laughs> I was born. I know that for sure.
2: I know that if you just play um, the video game, was it Magic Arena or Magic or Arena or whatever, there is set different categories for which Magic gamer you want to be. Like if you want to play Legacy or if you want to play the modern set. Hmm. So there oh, are the distinctions. Region ninety three August, oh, August, yeah.
0: August of ninety three. So I was right technically. By one month it was <laughs> by one month.
2: All right. Uh JP, you playing anything else? Uh just the stuff with you guys? Alright, Nate, what have you been playing? I playing. see you actually have a tabletop yeah. game listed in there. If I yeah, would you steal your thunder tabletop? a little.
0: Yeah. So uh it was the same night that I went to Game HQ to look at the Warhammer figurines and stuff, went and bought uh Munchkin, which is Bacon? a card game. Uh, I bought the base game, but I bought the deluxe edition, which is like $15 more, I think, because it came with a board. So I figured that because it, it's like I looked at both of them. It's like you don't need the board. The board just kind of
2: have to have the board. It's a visual
0: it, thing. So oh it's like, God. OK, yeah, I like it. You know, to I mean? give any
2: bonuses, any munchkin bonuses for having the board.
0: No, it's literally just a. it's like you're paying a little extras for this big piece of cardboard to visually represent what level you are so that you don't have to keep track. Every player doesn't have to keep track of it themselves. You know what I mean? Well, usually
2: you do a dice, but like with Munchkin, I've seen a lot of the different sets will give you some bullshit Munchkin bonus. If you're like, if you own this, you can get a plus one at the beginning of the game or some crap. You start at level two while everyone else is level one because you own this one thing.
0: Well, with cards, have you ever played Munchkin?
2: Uh, I've only played like once, but I've actually watched people play Munchkin multiple times. Like, one yeah, of my favorite pretty podcasts pretty has a sideshow where they play Munchkin, and it's not necessarily about the game, but it's just about the people talking shit to each other the whole time they're playing that I enjoy. It's major you spoilers,
0: know, for if anyone's uh, interested. I was hoping you would say something like, they were playing Munchkin, but they were, like, role-playing while playing the game, or something. You remember how we used to play—JP can chime in on this, too—we used to play this game called Mafia. And, you know, the game itself is very, very simple. It's like you have the mafia, you have the police, and then you have the doctor. The mafia choose, and no one knows who each other is. It's kind of like, you know, Among Us or whatever. But, like, the mafia choose who to kill, the doctor chooses who to save, so he tries to predict who's getting killed, and then the cops try to arrest somebody, try to figure out who the mafia people is. Half of the fun of that game because once everyone chooses whatever, you can just kind of be like, "This happened." But the fun of the game was creating a story, right? Like about how it happened. You know what I mean? Like spinning yarn. You know what I mean? For all the little kids to laugh about. And I was hoping that it would that would make it probably a pretty interesting podcast, right? Because there's so many silly things that happen with RNG and like stuff like that. Like so much spont—what is it? Spontaneous gameplay or whatever narrative.
2: Oh yeah, spontaneous narrative. No, that's not emerging narrative.
0: Emergent narrative, yeah, it's so much emergent narrative with RNG that it makes games like that really fun. It probably would be something that you could do if you're really good at making shit up
1: on the fly. JP, you a Munchkin fan? You play it down at the game hall? Uh, no, I've seen it. I've seen it like down there. I've never played it or anything. Uh, I've there is a uh like board game that me and my wife have been playing a little bit called Nemesis, and like it, is it the Disney one? No, but I know what you're talking about. Is that a Uh, Resident Evil one? Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay, so, like, I don't know how they made this game without getting, like, copyright claimed by, like, the Alien franchise, because it's essentially Alien 1. Okay. Like, you get a character, and you start out on a ship, and then, like, there's a a couple of things that are, like, the same every game, but everything else is randomized. Like, at least two of the engines are going to be messed up, And you will be like going towards a random planet. Like it's, it can either be a sun, the Earth, or like a space station. But you don't know like any of that information, so you have to like go throughout the ship, figure out if the engines are working and where you're going. And also, there's like fucking aliens trying to kill you. Aliens, a co-op game. Well, so it's like kind of co-op because everybody has their own objectives, but nobody knows what it is. So your objectives Good. might align with somebody else's or... It
2: so might... it's Alien. The first Alien movie it, where like the captain is. has different objectives than the engineer. Yeah.
1: No, it is a one of the best like board games I've ever played. Have I'm you Nemesis played uh,
0: Have you played Betrayal on Haunted Hill or whatever?
2: Betrayal on the House on the Hill or something like that?
0: Yeah, I always get it fucked up. Because there's a movie that has a similar name
1: and I'm always fucking it oh, up.
2: Oh yeah, Last Hill on the Left. I saw that one. And oh don't God. let the demon inside.
1: Wait, last hill on the left?
2: No, the game is like haunted
1: Betrayal house. at house. Betrayal at house on the hill.
2: A lot of prepositional phrases in that bad boy. <laughs> <point. laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Very confusing. But uh that game is really cool too. But that's not what we're talking about. I don't even know why I brought it up. Munchkin, I'm not gonna explain how it is, how it's played. It's just you get to love you get a little dude, you get to level ten. That's how you win. Whoever gets to level 10 first. And that's important because in this story, I was playing with Dontre and Jesse, right? And Je- uh, Dontre had like three hours of sleep. He's like upfront about that. He's like, "I'm probably gonna want to not finish this game." And so I was like, "Okay, whatever." We, me, and Jesse are basically level nine, right? And the only way to get to from level nine to level ten is to defeat a monster. Yeah. You no, know, there are a bunch of cards that you can draw that say draw that say gain a level or whatever. There's a lot of ways to level up. But the only way to get to win is to defeat a monster. So Jesse draws like a level 20 dragon. And he's like, don't worry, I've got a card that makes me stronger. And I'm like, well, I've got a trap card that makes the dragon stronger. And so we do this fucking roundabout thing for like maybe 10 minutes. And Dantre, meanwhile, Dontry's like level 6. He's like way far behind. He's just barely hanging in there. We fight each other on level 9. For so long that he gets to level 9 and joins the bout. And now we're all fighting each other for literally, like, 10 minutes. We're just drawing the thing. We're fucking each other over. And, like, repeated, because it's not only monsters that you can draw to, like, in the little deck at the beginning of every turn. You can draw other things, like curses or, like, different classes or whatever. And so, we just, it was like, whoever draws a monster, just the fucking standoff happens again. Where We're all like, okay, who's going to fuck me over with what? Do I even waste my cards right now? Are you going to fuck me over that badly?
2: Well, you got to draw the cards out, but then the next guy, he's going to be able to uh, just get an easy win.
0: Yeah, that's what ended up happening is uh, I ended up winning because we fucked over Dontre right at the end. We used everything to stop Dontre, and then I just walked th- through the door over <laughs> his corpse. But Munchkin's really neat. It's not great, but... Uh, it's, just,
2: it's simple. I get that. Yeah, It's simple and, and enjoyable enough.
0: It's very simple. That's kind of what I like about it. Um I still like as far as card games go, I definitely enjoy the deck builder uh uh DC deck builder game probably a little bit more, but that game is just so much more complex. You know what I mean? And it's and it's definitely part of that like autism in my brain that like I really like those numbers. <laughs> There's like no number crunching in in Munchkin really.
2: It's just one up or one down.
0: Yeah. Really interesting. Uh I played it with uh I played it with Paige, and she crushed me the first fucking match. But I think it's because I didn't shuffle the cards good enough. Because, like, we would draw three elves in a row. Like, like class changes. And I'm just like, that really shouldn't happen, huh? Like, <laughs> and so I'm just, like, level one still, and she's level eight. I'm just getting fucking destroyed because I can't draw any weapons. But, um, it, it's a pretty fun game. Speaking of card games, though, I've been playing this game called Inscription. Philip.
2: Yeah, Inscription? is that... Uh... Is that the deck one or the font one? Font. Yeah, there was font, one with like funny been... fonts.
0: I don't know about where, that, where, but people, it's, it's a game people about talk. cards.
2: What am I thinking of? There's a game one That was Pentiment? all about writing. Yeah, Pentiment, that was it.
0: Why would I say speaking of cards and then talk about Pentiment?
2: I don't know, because that's I thought when you said inscription, I thought you were talking about Pentiment. Pentiment. <laughs> because it's a different medieval game with words. Right.
0: What? No, Inscription is about cards. It's a card what? game. I love card games. Are you high right now? What is going on
2: with you right now, How much have of you guys drank? This is, this is number two.
0: Inscription is a card game where I think like a serial killer or a monster is forcing you to play cards with them, and if you lose, you die. And it is really fucking cool. I think this has been on other consoles and systems for a while now, so we just got it over here on Xbox. Fast. Oh, this is one with a narrator. Usual. I I guess he is a narrator,
1: technically.
2: Yeah, I think I uh, saw a video on this game and I'm like, well, wow, it looks really good. And then it's I really good. On. I what
1: think games? it's like fifteen bucks. What games does he make you play? Like, poker?
0: well no, it's a it's a specific card game for the for the thing. It's kind of similar to Gwent a little bit, if you guys have played The Witcher. But yeah. uh so you get different monsters who have health and, and attack and you there are four rows and or four columns and two rows and Ooh, there's three rows but whatever and you put your creature there and every time you every time you do one damage they have to rip a tooth out and put it in this little scale right they rip one of their teeth out and then uh so you take a turn hitting him and they take a turn hitting you and you can destroy your cards and do whatever but whoever gets to it's like tennis where or it's not like tennis but you have to win by five you don't get five points you have to win by like five or or six or seven or something like that right so you have to tip the scale all the way over to one side. And you there's a little board that you're moving across. So you get to choose where you want to go. And you end up getting cards. And it's it's basically a roguelite. And so it's very like binding of Isaac meets Gwent. You know what I'm saying?
2: It looks very gritty. Very It's game-ty. very
0: gritty. It's really cool too, because like at the end, if you whenever you die. Um, he takes a picture of you, and you create a card. He kills you, takes a picture of you, and you create a card based on the cards that you had in your deck at that time. So you get a card, you get the health and power of one card, you get the cost of another card because it's like Yu Gi Oh. Some cards you need to sacrifice for, right? You get the cost of one, and then you get like an ability, like a like a like some of them fly. You know what I mean? Or some yeah. of them burrow on the ground, stuff traits, like that.
2: If we were yeah. to reference Magic: The Gathering again.
0: Yeah, it's very fucking cool. And addicting. So, this leads into the next game I'm playing, which is Final Fantasy IV. And this is also the only thing that I bought, so we can skip that. is that the one with Butts
2: as a character? Is Butts in this one?
0: I'm not sure. I haven't run into him. I'm not that far in. um, Because I'm playing Inscription mainly, and then in the middle of, like, turns, I'm kind of looking down and playing Final Fantasy IV a little bit. And, um, Final Fantasy IV is pretty fucking interesting. And it's pretty dramatic. Like, in the first hour, I'm already like, yeah, I'm going to play this. You know what I mean? Like, this is interesting. I've also played this before. Because I recognize Kane and uh, the other guy. The bad guy, I think he is. Uh, I think I had this on the Game Boy or the DS or something like that. I think I had one of those. But um, I definitely didn't beat it. Because I don't know what the fuck is going on. So, I'm I'm pretty excited for that. Inscription, everyone should play. Final Fantasy IV, I'm not sure yet. Like, so, what's really cool about the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters, which skipped Xbox, of course they fucking did, but, uh, is that you can pay 75 bucks to get all of them, or you can just pay, like, 15 bucks for each of them, or something like that. And, uh, so I bought all of them, because I figure I'm gonna play them eventually, but these games are pretty cool to play on the Switch. Like, it's really nice, like, popping open Final Fantasy IV in bed for, like, an hour, you know what I mean? And just be like, alright, that was nice, and then going to sleep.
2: So, you're telling me it holds up? <clears throat> you know 25 years good. later
0: uh they have some of the cheats not as much as like the the playstation one games but like you can like sprint in this game now and stuff like that you could turn off encounters if you want i don't know why you would want to do that because then you will be under leveled but um it, it's it's pretty neat and there's like an auto battle too so you can just kind of get through the low ranking enemies if you want grind a little bit faster other than that uh Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm still playing that. It's pretty neat. I'm still playing Resident Evil. Finger guns. Yeah, doing my finger gun stuff. I unlocked the fire. Still not very far in it because it's one of those games that I'm just like turning on music and just wandering around in. So I'm like just Batmaning from building to building and just getting all of the souls that I find and turning them in. I let uh Page play it for a little bit. I let Downtree play it as well, and they're both just like because they both love Naruto. And the first thing they did when I was like, I was like, Hey, charge your attack. And they start doing fucking Naruto jutsu things, and I just saw this giant shit-eating grin on both of their faces when they saw it separately in two different days. They were just like, "This game is awesome," and I'm just like, "That's it. That's all you needed yeah, to that's sell all you on this it's was sign the language. Naruto jutsus." Yeah, but the game, the game is still pretty cool. Oh, by the way, uh, last last episode, I was talking about how I had a headache. Game was making it a little worse. I turned off. Uh motion blur. And I also didn't realize the game starts out in uh fidelity mode. So it has the like chromatic aberration or whatever, like whatever, like where it's making things blurry further away. It also has motion blur and it was running at 30 frames a second. Right? And so that was that as soon as I started playing at the second sit uh the second sitting, I immediately started getting a headache again. Like starting feeling like shit, and I'm like, what is going on? I switched off the motion blur and then I turned it to frame rate mode so that i'm not fucking feeling like i'm floating on sunshine and shit it feels a lot better it's nowhere near as floating anymore but the the water textures that i was talking about last week are gone
3: I, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't
1: doubt it
0: so that's very sad but the game still looks pretty good and you you fight like slenderman with umbrellas and stuff like that it's it's a pretty fucking visually aesthetically pleasing game that i'm probably going to end up beating Slowly, uh, there's the t- these tanukis that you have to find that like they're they're ter- they turn into items and you have to prop hunt essentially. And there's just like a, a a a like a pot with a tanuki tail sticking out of it. It's like uh, really it's fun, cute. Yeah, it's pretty good.
2: All right, you been playing anything else?
0: No, I mean, Resident Evil 4. I'm about to fight Sal. What is his name? Salazar or whatever. The, the short one, or is that the, the child? Song? The child, yeah, he's not really a child, Salazar. But this game that has it has all of those like side missions and stuff like that, and like there are achievements for getting through each part of the mission. Each each like there are three sections, right? Get the village, the castle, and then the island, right? I'm about to go to the island. I'm about to fight Salzard to go to the island. and Everything, but uh, I just got the achievement for finding all the treasures in the second area, and I got it for the first area as well. So I'm like thoroughly combing through this game,
1: dude. That and is enjoying a fucking it. Fucking beautiful game, man. Really you good. Can't it? wait for Phil yeah. to play. it Yeah, I've been playing the shit out of it. I guess I could have mentioned that. Oh, but playing the same things <laughs> since last week. I don't know why I did. it just spaced on Resident Evil Four. Uh, did you have you beaten it yet? Are you on like your new game plus? No, I'm. Uh, I'm getting pretty close. I just killed. Uh, what's his name? Kroger or, Krieger? B- yeah, the guy with the knife. Knife man. Knife man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Just did his boss fight, and, like, I... Dude, that is such an improvement from the... Is uh, it? From the original.
0: Yeah, I was wondering how they were going to do it, because they were like, yeah, we took out the quick time events. And I was like, how in the oh. fuck
1: is that gonna work? Well, so, you know <laughs> like how the first you have the knife fairy? Yeah, like, yeah. You can pretty much fight, like, fight him beginning to finish with your knife.
0: Makes sense. That's how... Because you fight him before as well. Like, no spoilers, but you fight him more than once. And, um... I was wondering if it was going to be similar the second time. And it's funny, too, because it basically is just a QTE fight. <laughs> just, like, it looks different. Like, it's a QTE fight, but you could be stabbed in the back because you're not looking in the right direction. So, I don't know if that's, like, I don't know how much of an improvement it is. It definitely gives you a lot more agency. Makes you feel better when you win. Because it's, like, you feel a lot more involved. So... yeah.
1: That yeah in the, uh, great game. What is the fish boss? Just a oh. lake monster? A lago, lago or whatever?
0: Lago, yeah. Wait, no.
1: Lago is, is lake. So it's just the It, probably has, it <laughs> probably has
0: log it probably has logo in its name, yeah.
1: But it uh I think that boss fight was so much better because they took out all the little fucking portions where you get knocked out and you have to button mash. The swim back. yeah, And you have to do that like nineteen times over the course of the fight. Did you shoot the pawn to see if you still die from it? Yep. Yeah. Well the good thing is that game is the game is
0: pretty uh nice with
1: its autosaves on normal. So I remember uh like before they made the remake, we were playing through the remastered, and my wife had never played it before, and I was like, hey, go up to the lake. I was like, see if you can shoot one of those fish. <laughs> and she didn't know that he pops yeah. out of the water and fucking eats you. Well, that's the, the, controller. the...
0: That's the thing, too, is that you can shoot fish and get fish like for healing items and stuff. It's actually like, if you haven't played the game yet, definitely if you see fish in the water, shoot it and, and pick it up. But, um... What was I saying? Oh, they put fish in that area where he'll jump up and kill you, so like, oh, it no. encourages you to shoot. There's like four fish there, you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> healing, <laughs> and then you get fucking murdered, yeah.
2: Alright, so, the games I've been playing this week. Uh, Danganronpa 2, Nave, I am at the trial for the funhouse.
3: Nice! And,
0: Do you have dude, any idea what the fuck's going on?
2: Dude, I think I did, because it got to the point where I was, it's doing the thing where it's really annoying, Where, uh, I guess mild spoils. They're like, the fun house isn't what it seems. I think it might be uh, a little bit like, there's not actually two buildings, but maybe one building. And I'm like, yeah, I figured that out whenever they said, I think there might be one building instead of two. Like, 20 minutes ago. But they, like, recap it. in like, it's a thing where you have to basically prove your point. Even though I'm like, it's obvious that we're not going anywhere when we get in no, the no but uh, that's
0: the thing it's important though i think what that one in particular is wait am i stepping because, in it right now
2: do I am, uh, I am i gonna get bamboozled when i go back
0: i think you're walking right into a bamboozle because it's obvious that you're in one building for like because even even early on the people in the in the that are still alive are like is this elevator taking us up and down or left or right? Like, we don't know where. So they put the it's compass. It's a very you know? smooth <laughs> elevator.
2: It's not shaking like a normal elevator. Yeah,
0: everyone everyone thinks something's up. But it's like, there's so many different details that you have, like, assumed over. Not you specifically, but most people. Like, you're like, yeah, I get it. It's It's one building, whatever. But you're not, like, really thinking about the structure of the building. Or, like, there's so many, like, little nuances where you're like, oh well i'm kind of like they repeated this four times to me but i didn't pick up on the thing that they're actually wanting me to pick up on and and that one in particular is one that got me like that
2: i don't know this level i just find really annoying actually it seems very obnoxious the way you talk about clashing we're talking about something with obnoxious colors this funhouse is very obnoxious just to be in yeah
0: there's so many like it's like white and green and white and red and it's yeah, very bright
2: very bright very obnoxious to walk around in and god the map is just big for no reason like it's just a lot of walking around it's like oh we better go check out the third floor as like we walk yeah. up the stairs and like do we really need to oh no the elevator's broken i guess we better take the stairs and i'm like can i just skip this section
0: yeah, but you get to play as Nagato in this one. You do. What do you think about that?
2: Oh, with the uh, the oh, I forgot what they called it, because it has a very um, Dragon Ball episode title name for the, the rooms. It's like the sudden death room of ultimate terrors or something like that. <laughs> it, yeah. Oh, no, it's like the final death challenge for the ultimate weapon. And he's like, and then every time he goes back, guys, I did it. I completed the final death challenge for the ultimate weapon room. And we're like, you completed the final death challenge for the ultimate weapon room, and you received the ultimate weapon. And he's like, the ultimate weapon is not what you thought it was. And then your your anime main character JoJo guy stands up, and he's like, I am the ultimate weapon. It has finally been revealed that me and my four divas of destruction have been with you the whole time. And then they're like, it truly was the ultimate weapon we had along the way. And they're like. (laughs) and then you know, i'm like no can we please just do the case like i don't know what's happening right now you guys are throwing like stupid memes at me and i just want to get through this now because the game is so long or are they are they throwing Um, oh, dude they are definitely throwing <laughs> <stupid> <laughs> memes at you like there was one part where there's uh the, the ultimate princess uh where she gets a big moment in the case where she stands up and she's like i've discovered the secret that will crack this case wide open which i don't jp have you seen any of the dang stuff a what? Danganronpa. So the whole premise is you are a bunch of high school kids and you are trapped in some location and the only way to get out is if one of the classmates can murder another one go to trial and then get away with it without being found guilty.
0: But the thing is, is that if they get away with it then everyone who survived gets executed. So you have a very big extent, uh, incentive to find out who killed the person.
2: And so you have all these characters, which are all super anime tropes, pretty much, because like you have like the ultimate protagonist anime animal razor guy who has four hamsters that he controls like familiars. And then you have like this other girl who's like the ultimate princess. And she's saying just constantly hitting you stuff with like and let them eat cake. And I'm like, please, I just want to do the case. I don't need all these references, which the localization team, whoever did the English for that. Incredible. Yeah, the, the, doing the jokes they wrote were just there's so many of them that i'm god it, it feels like um uh what was the the rick and morty bounty hunter game where they're just always throwing jokes at life. you and i'm like like i feel like i'm getting hit with too many jokes in Dragon rapa
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's it is pretty good it's pretty up there with like yakuza and stuff like that yeah the localization team for dongan rapa is really good i think if the localization wasn't so good like the premise itself is interesting but it's like i don't think it would be nearly as big you know what i mean If the localization kind of just went for a straight translation rather than trying to figure things out.
2: Yeah, which then always makes you wonder what the other side looks like. Like, what is the direct translation for let them eat cake? Like, what did she say in there in Japanese? Like, actually, or is that a common enough phrase in Japanese that a Japanese audience would get that?
0: I don't know because i think you... a lot of the time when they're like repeating themselves and stuff like that that's because that whatever they said they it they didn't take nearly as many characters to say in english as it did in japanese you know what i mean yeah. or the other <laughs> I mean, way around yeah. there's way so, too many
2: words in this uh this text box
0: yeah so they have to like just f- fucking freeform figure out how to connect these two things because Which... they don't want to remake the fucking scene like, just for the English translation, you know what I mean? It's literally, yeah. they just want to put the different words in there.
1: Did you guys play, uh, what was it, the Russian uh, communist? Oh, uh, Atomic Heart. What? Yeah, Atomic Heart. You know how the dude said, like, crispy critters all the time? Have not played it. Yeah, Oh, I know. All right, so, yeah, like, for some reason, his, like, go-to expletive is crispy critters. <laughs> okay, go on. Like, he'll just walk into it's a room, good. and will blow up, and he'll be like, crispy critters. <laughs> And apparently, uh, I heard that it was because that is like a Russian saying, but it doesn't actually mean Crispy Critters. It's just there's no good translation to English or just about any other language. So like <laughs> all the language versions of the game have a stupid fucking saying that <laughs> doesn't make sense. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And it's just so ju-
0: the juxtaposition is really great because it's he's like, I'll f- fist fuck your face you dumb cunt fucker crispy critters and you're like what (laughs) you know what i mean that's so good
2: i don't know like i kind of like um like whenever they make up fictional sayings for stuff like buy shore's beard a handsome man in falkreath whenever you walk in the village of skyrim and i'm like yes a handsome man Well, the one, the well, yeah. one
0: real game, like the biggest thing I can point to is uh, Time Splitters. But it just does; it's nowhere near as funny as it is in Time Splitters, where Time Splitters was made for English, and this game is clearly like localized. It feels like, you know what I mean? Like it, it was also made for English, but it was like you, they're pandering to Russian as well, right? Like it would be weird. Like if if Yakuza was made for English, it would be very weird, right? But uh. Like in Time Splitters, your character is always trying to go time to split, and then everyone like, "That fucking sucks," and they leave. But in this game, he's like crispy critters, and everyone's like, Ugh, and they throw up. And then he's just like, "Yeah, I'm so." But it's like I don't know. I agree. He's not as charming. He's not as charming as the Time Splitters guy. But I think he's not supposed to be at the same time. He's supposed to be a little grizzly. I still can't get over the part because I haven't beaten it. I don't think I'm going to. It's like I don't think I'm going to finish it. Always on the, on the verge of being deleted off my hard drive. But, um. Uh, there's a part where you fight a bo- like a giant bug creature as a boss, and you and like you you have a partner the entire chapter that's with you helping you, and then I mean I guess spoilers I guess no one really cares I guess but like the partner dies he's a nameless dude he's just a oh scientist no. but he dies and you're like no and like like the catwalk falls down from beneath you and you fall and you tumble down and land on the ground on the bottom and then you look up and the thing is exploding and you just pull out a cigarette. And you take a drag and then or you pull out a cigar, you take a drag and then you're looking and you just go, that sucked.
3: And then you just turn around.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, that was good. Like, look at that. That made me laugh.
1: But it's so stupid. Well, I I thought that the uh, crispy critters thing was gonna be like a would you kindly type deal. Oh,
2: dude, that would be such a meta play for a game that's so referential to Bioshock. Yeah, I was, yeah, it was yeah. like
1: the whole time I was just waiting for it. I was like, come on, do it, you motherfuckers! I know you're gonna do it. And then but just it would never be weird.
0: It. It'd be weird for the pro tag to be saying it then, unless know. he is like fucking He's
1: <laughs> nuking himself.
0: Was it Da Vinci Code? Da Vinci coding? <gasps> yeah. What? No. What is it called? <clears throat> Mand- Mandalorian candidate, <laughs> you know what I'm oh, talking Manchurian about. You're talking candidate. about National
2: Treasure, where yeah, like the, Treasure. the director, the Declaration of Independence was with us the whole time, and they
0: had they wrote in lemon juice on the back yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The all that's exactly what I meant. Whatever I'm trying to say.
2: But Rapa 2, good. It's just a lot of text for a text based game.
0: <laughs> Whoa, the visual novel has a lot of text.
2: <laughs> yeah, like a lot of reading. Uh, The other game I've been playing, which is a great point to make an announcement, uh, we have started a new sideshow with a working title of Fighting Words, targeting fighting games. And our first game we're playing is uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Stars R, which is a fighting game on Game Pass for Xbox or whatever. It's been around for a while. What does the R Uh, mean? I have no idea. I don't know what most of the things mean in this game because Nave and I have not seen the show. I've only seen like clips. But for our episode uh, Basically, or our episode, our Patreon side show, be sure to subscribe The premise is basically a small tournament Between me and Nave in this game And we have done our initial bout Just to test each other's limits And Nave slapped the shit out of me, it was not even close
0: Well no, so we had best of three And the very first match that The very first round of the first match that we did I had pixel health And like, you, and I killed you Like, it was very close, but then yeah I I'd, I'd beat the shit out of you afterwards
3: Yeah
1: so like a little bit of an aside but nave do you have any particular thoughts on like the uh the like special moves that if you get it off it's like a shortcut scene that does like 30% damage or so i don't know if we yeah. knew how to do those i mean like we just, just we did it that mechanic yeah. in fighting games in general and it becoming more popular like do you have any particular feelings on that
0: i used to think they were really cool in um Mortal Kombat. That's where I really, re- I really recognize them from. Is the X-ray moves in Mortal Kombat? They moved away from that for the in, in Mortal Kombat 10 or 11. Mortal Kombat 11, they went to finishing blows instead, where your health bar is low, and then you get to. It's like a comeback mechanic reg- randomly. uh it, It's kind of like a noob trap. You know what I mean? The X-ray moves. Where I'm not sure how it is in, in JoJo. I don't know what the meta is, but in Mortal Kombat. The better you get at the game, the less you're using X-ray moves. Like even though the X-ray moves do so much damage, you can use those three bars for breakers and and combo extenders and, and, and stuff like, like that.
1: Enhancing your fucking special moves and shit. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah,
0: using using your enhanced special moves, because a lot of special moves that are enhanced are faster, so uh, you can you can extend combos. And then essentially, once you get so good, like, you know, my boy Ermac, or Smoke in Mortal Kombat 9, I mean, like, where it's like, um you can really start juggling people and doing more damage than your X-Ray move actually would be doing, and only using, like, one bar of your thing, and being able to break out of a combo once you're, like, pinned against a wall or something. Like, it becomes so much more important. I don't know how it's going to be in JoJo because each game kind of like does it differently. Uh Another game I played was the My Hero Academia game. Again, where it has bars that you fill up like Tenkai- Dragon Ball Tenkaichi style over the course of the fight. And then you can use ultimate moves. Um, In that game, there isn't really a breaker mechanic. Like you're really only using those to enhance your special moves, right? And so it always becomes like who can get their special move off first and who it in like how familiar are you with the hitbox of the enemy special move you know which always changes the balance of the game around whose special moves are easier to hit like endeavor's special move gives him armor and lunges him forward into a grapple and it is like what the fuck were they thinking when they did that because that is <laughs> such an easy attack to hit like it's so easy to grab and grapples go through block so it's like Oh boy, you better be fucking ready whenever I do this thing. Like,
2: I know that. Um, like I've been playing the crap out of this because I really want to basically bring back my honor when we go to the final the final rounds of our little tournament. And I played like I don't know, like seven to eight hours at this point. And then I force JP to play with me. And JP, what do you think about the uh, the cast of JoJo?
1: I I don't even really know what to say. I like it's like they were like. I don't know. How They're do we very, make
2: everything gay? They're very stylish. They look like <laughs> gay, strong men. <laughs> Big gay vibes.
1: No, but it's it's uber masculine. You don't understand. They're very
2: manly. They're so manly, yeah. they went all the way around almost. Yeah, you know?
1: well, I mean, I don't know. Either that or they have some kind of, like, joint disorder where they can't actually hold their wrists oh, the stance. Yeah. All <laughs> their wrists have to be, like... That's a JoJo over. pose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just saying. I mean, am
0: Oh, they also know, have it, very flexible hips and mid sections. So yeah. They're all like bending. Yeah, they're, they, like, they
2: have multiple ready. vertebrae that are it's like very, twisted, multiple it's Very ways. erotic. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I don't even think it's they're not that sexy. They're just really strong. It's
0: like a bobblehead but for your pelvis. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But I've been playing the crap out of that. Uh dear listeners at home, we are gonna record that. We're gonna go straight into our tournament and then go straight into recording after we've got all the hype and energy of me finally uh defeating Nave uh, from his throne, I guess. I've done and, no training yet. Yeah, I looked and Nave still has like thirty minutes in the game while I have like eight hours and I'm like, this is gonna be really
0: embarrassing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to subscribe to our Patreon if you want early access to those episodes. Uh, besides that, Backlogbusters. Nave, I finished Sea of Solitude. Have you played this one?
0: That's Pirates.
2: No, pirate? no, there's no Pirates. It is a uh, dark cho- child lost in dark world type game. It's one of those indie games. It's it's all the fun of like sailing the seas, like Wind Waker, but then you got to deal with uh, all these monsters that are themed after your family members. Like there's your your younger brother who you never listened to, and he's bullied at school, and he's suicidal, and so you got to reach out to him and finally listen to him. Uh, Wait, is this
0: something that I'm gonna want to play? I maybe I don't know. You're sounding like you're you're spoiling a lot of shit right now, dude.
2: Not even spoils. This is like out front in like it's the beginning. It's the beginning. There's that. Okay. And then it's like you have your workaholic dad who who feels smothered by the mom and they're basically on the edge of divorce, only staying together for the kids. And then you have your passive aggressive mom that won't directly talk to anyone, but it keeps like butting into everyone's lives, but not actually helping. And then you have your manic depressive boyfriend with imposter syndrome that keeps icing you out of his life who you try to reach it's me. out to. No, the like, in the game, you're basically just becoming your mother. By the way, he plays a female character. You're becoming your mother basically doing the same thing she did to your, your father. And I'm like, this game is like really depressing but it's also like kind of hooking me. But the gameplay is not there. Good like, fun. See, uh, hooking, hooking me. Yeah, it's hooking see. See. You spend a lot also of time just getting, eating by a whale. I don't even remember what the whale representative uh, represented. I think maybe it represents you. Like eating yourself, you also have your own like Silent Hill hell that you go through. I don't know.
0: Is it like, is it like, what is it, Peter Pan, the uh, Captain Hook running away from the cl- crocodile with the clock in its belly? Yes. Representing time. It's just kind like of that. Thing? I never, don't like it then. This yeah, is something like, I've owned for a long time, by the way. I know it's on Game Pass because it's an EA game, but this is something I've owned for a while that I've definitely wanted to. S-
2: it's short. I think it's so. like four hours long if you just want to drop in. I think I started playing it when Arthur was born, but then he needed so much care. It was like every five minutes, I'm trying to listen to the the narration and the sound of, you know, mom and dad fighting while then Arthur needs like something or uh, something like that. So I'm like, I'll just come back and play this later. Well, it's been, you know, (laughs) 10 months later and I finally went back and finished it.
0: Yeah, I know. So I was like in my car playing Final Fantasy. and There was like this somber scene like happening like sad someone died and someone's like they're like oh we're so sad and and I'm in my car so I, of course I'm listening to jun, 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 jun. <laughs> like a fucking listening to ridiculous but while this sad thing is playing and I'm like I wonder what the music is like and I turn it down it's like
3: dun, 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 dun,
0: dun. <laughs> <laughs> just very sad music I uh, really I don't know if I'm getting the 100% of the experience of this game with yeah, my attention the, dude that's the a problem reaction. with like
2: switch games too is like how often i just mute it like i don't even think about it like i'm playing pokemon on it but it's just muted the whole time and usually pokemon's infamous for having a pretty good soundtrack
0: yeah it's kind of depressing too. final fantasy is the same way it's like i have a hard time having the switch in my hands and not having like a youtube video playing you know what i I mean and i don't like playing it on the tv because it looks bad well no because i don't have a pro controller uh yeah. So I'm using the fucking dinky. I got the two Joy-Cons
2: connectors, I have, yeah.
0: I have a wired controller but it's not long enough to reach my couch, so I'd have to sit in a in one of those wooden uncomfortable chairs like right in uh, front of my yes, TV. yes, I
2: see them. Your your table chairs.
0: Yeah, well those are like my gaming chairs if I'm like getting serious. <laughs> like <laughs> I was I the first time we played Hunt Showdown, which is the game we're playing this week, I pulled one of those up to my fucking TV. Cuz for for one thing, this game is fucking dark. So I needed all the fucking eyeball power to be able to see what the fuck was going on. But yeah, so like when I play Siege, I always play in one of those chairs right in front of my TV and stuff like that. That's what I'd have to do for Final Fantasy, but Final Fantasy is not that serious. Like, mechanically, you know. But
2: Sea of Solitude, it is going to be a not recommend for me, and is my 35th game this year. Yeah, play something else. Alright, Nate, what did you buy?
0: Final Fantasy. That's it. I bought the Final Fantasy, the entire collection. Nice. Wanna play six. I've heard that five is good too, so it's like, okay. I maybe play Final Fantasy one just out of curiosity. But I want the yeah. story mode games. I
2: you know, I've heard that like I think it was is four. I think four is supposed to be one of the best of the the pixels.
0: Yeah, four is with Kane and like hold on. So is that I can't, the one I can't with mechs? remember where
2: you have like mechs at the beginning or something. No, that's
0: six. Okay. Like Final Fantasy Six has the uh uh kefka the joker looking guy okay you know what i mean and he's like a really uh popular villain let me see cecil cecil and kane kane is the bad guy cecil is you
2: gotcha i don't know i want to go back and play him eventually i'll probably pick up the the remaster for switch at some point
0: definitely Um, but that's what i'm saying too though that you could buy the games individually so you don't have to do what i did and buy them all
2: all right nave did you do a twitter this week
0: no I should really schedule these.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you really should. But I don't know if anyone's gonna have anything to say about this game because whenever I checked our like friends list, not a lot of people had this.
0: Yeah, I was looking before I realized JP was gonna be on the show. I was talking to two people, and they're both from Europe. Well, that's all. I, 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 I fucking. It's because they were in Europe. Like I think this is like a uh, not a European American kind game, of thing. But it's yeah. set in America. Is it? It is like in the bayou. But right. it has like a it has like a kind of European like steampunk vibe, doesn't it?
2: Eh, I don't know. Let's let's go into our Patreon section. So, dear patrons, we just announced you know our new show coming out. We're gonna try to get at least like six months of that lined up. I don't know if we're gonna be able to get it all before I deploy, but we'll see. I went back when I shot on a Monday or not Monday Friday, on old Friday. That was it. You know, there's something about when you put on the gas mask and you're just hitting that burst fire. It feels pretty good, you know. Like, maybe the stormtroopers weren't so bad as yeah, i Maybe they were the good see. guys. I don't know, JP, you remember? They make you guys shooting gas masks? Wait, what? When you were shooting in the, in the army, did you have to use gas masks whenever they make you qual?
1: Uh, yeah, we would have to do the stupid fucking Seaburn qualification and stuff.
0: Well, I know for sure they made us shooting gas masks in the For the mail service. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course, you gotta be ready.
2: When they say and gas you, you still gotta be able to return fire.
0: Yeah, well, no, we don't return fire. We just continue delivering the mail. We deliver that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the gas mask in the in the glove compartment, right underneath the mail.
2: The mail must be delivered. All those ads, the Burger King coupons, they need to be in my mailbox. Yeah, all right. And with that, let's thank our patrons: Insane Cracker, Nick and Knight, Hopple, Michael, Superbacker, and the Intergalactic Pinecone. We couldn't do without you, boys. Thank you for all your support. All right, you ready to take a break? Then we can hit the meat.
1: How come you guys yeah. only have one or dollar, five dollar?
2: No, there's twenty five, and there's like a hundred and. $40 I mean, like, or something like, like
1: that. Why don't you have a $3?
2: And Do you want a
1: $3? I mean, I'm just saying, like, everybody that clicks $1, they probably would be fine with clicking a
2: $3. Oh, my God.
1: I'm just saying. Have we had
2: this discussion before?
1: Yeah, yeah. we had it last time. All
3: right, let's In take ve- a
2: break. But he said $2 oh, okay.
0: before. He didn't say 3
2: The music plays. Boom, 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 boom. Inflation. All right, I really have to pee. And I finished my beer. Yeah, All I right.
0: felt left out.
1: I went and got a beer, too.
2: Nave, come back.
1: Oh my god that is loud as hell
2: can you hear that through the mic yeah like it's like groong, every time and you're like that's what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm sorry i didn't pick up on any of that
2: i mean i could probably edit around it but you know stop you know we spend a lot of time talking about tabletop games in this episode
1: you know you should just change the title of this dude, one too
2: like i love doing gaming together and like we're always going to talk about co-games but like i for sideshows that was my first sideshow idea was like look there's no way we can afford to pay for board games for me and Nate to, like, play them, unless we did, like, uh, Tabletop Simulator. And then, there's like, so many. Just, the problem is there's so many board games, and there's so much nuance to so many games, too. For us to be able to do, like, a full review of a title, we would need someone to, like, guide us through every game we played. Where it's like, oh, we want to do Haunted House on the Hill. We need to find, like, at least one to two more players. Or something like that.
0: Yeah. Well, I, saw, I was at that, I was at Game HQ and they, half of this place is, like, all Warhammer and tabletop and board games and stuff, and they have there's so many board games, dude. There's like there's a Doom one, an Elder Scrolls one, there's, there's a, a Dark Out Souls one. one. There's so yeah. many board games I well. want
2: to play, but I don't the think Blood I'm ever gonna cool. play
0: them. It comes with a whole bunch of really awesome figurines $120. Oh, see, what are
2: these prizes? Who are they
0: selling these to? But that's the thing, I you look at them, and it's like there's a lot of really intricate pieces inside of this thing. Like, legitimately, there's a lot of well, crazy no. looking.
2: I'm sure the value is there, but who's the person that's able to budget for that? Like, I can spend $60 on a game and get $60 or 60 hours out of that, maybe, if it's, you know, a good long game. Like, a lot of enjoyment. But it's like, how often am I going to be like, all right, guys, we're playing the Dark Souls
0: tabletop game. Everyone gather around. Yeah. Like, yes. I have the, I bought the XCOM game for like 80 bucks. The XCOM game's really fucking fun, dude. How but often have you
1: gotten people to play it? never because it's hard people don't like playing it yeah i can't so i feel like the xcom like if there was a tabletop which i guess there is i just learned that now but uh i feel like that would be better than the fucking video game version honestly
2: probably less bullshit rng of like a no 90%. no 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 no, no so well, i feel like
1: it would actually make sense because you're probably rolling dice right you're yeah, rolling but you could- dice, but like when you're fighting, I don't think you
0: roll that many dice. I think you're like matching up you get soldiers and you match them up. So the way that the, the XCOM game is, I guess is what we're talking about now. Um, there were it's a four player game and each player is a different person. So you have the commander, you have the 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 person who does the uh radar, you have the person – I don't remember what any of these names are. You have the person who separ who like controls the troops and then you have a person who budgets and keeps track of what the other three people are doing
2: oh so it's kind of like a management simulation type. it's
0: all fucking management and the whole thing it's really cool it all uses an app you can't play the game without a phone app so or like we so you get the phone app and the phone app will be like it's like okay you have this is a three minute thing you have three... In these three minutes, you have this many tasks to accomplish. You don't know which tasks are going to happen and in what order. But, like, everyone has their different things they need to do. So you hit the button, and, like, it'll pop up a task. And then as soon as it's done, you hit the button that it's done. And then it goes to the next task. And you have to get everything done in time or something terrible happens. Like, they invade the base or whatever because they because they recognized where you're at or whatever. And, like, it'll be like... It'll be like a... Uh, quick, there are, there are aliens in Africa. And you're like, uh, okay. And so, and that person has to think, okay, can we afford to move tr- a, a spaceship to Africa? No. Okay, no, I'm not going to do it. Yes, next. And then you go, okay, budget the fucking, uh, budget, uh, budget the, uh, weapons. And someone's like, okay. And they're putting money over there. And you're like, okay, now, uh, we need someone, we need to recruit troops. Okay. And then it's like so fucking frantic and ridiculous. And one person is like keeping track of everything that's happening, going like, I think we have enough budget for this. Like I'm pretty <laughs> the, sure. No, oh God, and then forget. at the end, you have to add everything up, and it's so it's such a fucking fun game. But no, like I need three more of me to be able to play this fucking game. Okay, so because you have the to people, have four people, yeah, you have. Well, no, you don't. But the game gets exponentially harder if you don't have four people because that means one person has to take two jobs. Oh uh, um, no! <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really fun though. Well, there was a game
2: back... I don't remember when we talked about it, but there's, like, like ship simulator games on the on your phone where you can each, like, take different crew positions where someone will be, like, the engineer or the comms officer or the commander and you guys will, like, basically manage the ship through different scenarios and you're all controlling it from your phones.
0: Yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, it sounds like we're talking about Jackbox at this point. I mean,
2: I, a lot of, like, there's a, a wide variance in tabletop games from, you know... Hardcore crunchy war games and tabletop RPGs to jackbox style party games, you know?
0: Yeah, or like the Panda game where you eat bamboo and that's the whole game. <laughs> yeah, that <game's>
2: <laughs>
0: you don't know. Oh, I mean, that's a game. I
2: mean, it sounds like a game. Uh, whatever, we're back. Uh, what is this game? Hunt Shadow Legend, Hunt Showdown. Uh, this <laughs> game uh, is uh, developed by Crytek, who did uh, Rise, Son of Rome, and All the Crisis. And was released August 2019. So this is an oldie. An oldie but goodie. Uh, the year is 19, no, eighteen, eighteen ninety five. 1895. And you are a hunter tasked with eliminating the savage nightmarish monsters that have invested, or infested, not invested. They invested in some swap land in the Louisiana Bayou. Play loner oh, no. in teams for two or three as you search and track your target and complete compete. Man, I cannot read. JP, you read this. <laughs> Where are we at? Compete against other hunters.
1: Uh, play alone or in teams of two or three. As- That's not the point I what? was reading.
0: What,
1: what in the hell? Hey, get ready for the showdown.
2: Hey, hey, kill,
0: kill and banish your targets. Collect the bounty. And then get ready for the showdown. Once the bounty is in your hands, every other hunter on the map will be after you a prize. Show no mercy as you fight through a dark, ruthless World with brutal, period inspired weapons as you level up, unlock gear, and collect experience and gold for your bloodline.
2: $30 Steam Store. I didn't put the price in there. So uh, this, my history with this game, if I go right into it, uh, JP, when I first told JP, I'm like, oh man, we got this sweet podcast, Gaming Together, the cooperative podcast that I am a host of with Nave. He's like, oh man, you guys go to play the Raid Shadow Legends. The- <laughs> you know what you <laughs>
0: sounded like just then? You sounded like someone from Rampa. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: gotta play the Hunt Showdowns. And I was like, okay, yeah, we'll play the Hunt Showdowns. It's been like a year and a half, and Nave even bought the game for me, and we finally played it. And we were able to get JP on the pod for this too. So that is my preconception of the game. I just knew it was a battle royale. I knew nothing else about it.
0: Um, I heard about this from Sacred Symbols. Somebody wrote in and was like, hey, if you like Dark Souls and you don't like battle royales, this might be your your way in. I think they said Bloodborne, actually. They said, if you like Bloodborne and hate battle royales, I'm like, okay, well, I am kind of in... I have never played Bloodborne, but I always like the aesthetic. I like Dark Souls. So I think I'm... I'm still in that little area. Bought this game, played, like, two matches with it. I think it was on the pod that I talked about it. I played it with Madeline, and she got a kill. She killed somebody before I got to kill somebody. She was, like, I did tell her to hang back, and she had a sniper rifle, and then I got killed and told her where they were as they were looting my body, and she just headshotted them. So, you know, I kind of held them down, weakened them. It's going to be okay.
2: You weakened them from the grave. I got you.
0: Yeah, but... um. This I I I had no idea what this game was before. I'd never heard of it, and purchased it at full price. And then we, after a while, we were talking about playing this game. Uh, I bought it was on sale, so it was kind of like a Resident Evil Six situation where I was like, I'll buy it for fucking ten dollars for Phil. <laughs> like, it's not a big deal. And I this- think at the same time, I bought the deluxe ex- like expansion or whatever that bought me a bunch of characters and stuff. And then we never played it.
2: Which I said this game was like thirty bucks. It is like eighty percent on sale right now for like. Five bucks or something.
0: Yeah, the game seems to go on sale a lot.
2: JP, what is your preconceptions or history with this game? I know you recommended it to us, but do you like where'd you find this bad boy?
1: Uh so I just actually there's a weird development history with this game because it was supposed to be a totally different game originally. It was gonna be a little bit more like Left For Dead. And I remember hearing about it and seeing like the concept stuff and I was like, oh that looks really cool. And then, uh, it finally ended up came coming out, and it was a totally different game. But what really drew me in is really just the uh the aesthetic, the late eighteen hundreds, uh, firearms, and especially the uh, I, you can really tell that they tried to be historically accurate with a lot of it. And then there's some pretty glaring divergences, like the fucking chain gun pistol.
2: Well, you mentioned the aesthetics like for the listener at home. This is set late 1800s, early 1900s, whatever. This is a uh, dark Cthulhu type game, which I love that stuff. I love me some Cthulhu. Apparently he was a bit of a racist. Who's Cthulhu
0: racist against?
2: He's dead now. Well, no, he just used some very strong uh, language in his story. Yeah. Like it was, it was, you know, a long time ago.
1: I thought Cthulhu was like
0: a, a fucking phantom like no, a, a thing from beyond about, the universe
1: uh, Lovecraft the dude that wrote it he was apparently some stuff that he wrote at some point was racist I don't know if I, I don't know what it is that he was writing but that's what they say probably mean comments on YouTube No <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> But anyways this is very very uh the aesthetic is dark swampy Louisiana very um uh Fallout what was it 3 whenever you go to Florida that
0: was what, what was that DLC? Oh, piece? wait, is that the guy with the cat?
1: Lovecraft with the cat? I don't know. Like, what are you no, talking about like thinking about Freud? No, wait, not Freud. Jesus Christ, uh, the, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Not one, no, the Schrödinger's cat, right? Oh, yeah. That's a <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. I this is who I thought it was.
0: Go Google HP Lovecraft's cat's name. Well, I mean, Oh, wait. Google it.
2: Uh, no. Is this Please be do can't it. Say on the air? You can't
1: say it. You're not going to be able to say uh, it, but don't <laughs> don't share your screen. Oh, God. Dear listeners at home. Oh, uh, that's...
2: <laughs> okay, it is... Uh... Can I be... What? Did you see that? No, you can't say that. Nobody say that on the pod.
1: We... Well, hold on. The listeners at home can't tell if I'm black or not, so actually i could say it and like they would never know
2: well jp short for joseph patrick
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds kind of racist you assuming that i'm not a black man oh god <laughs> anyway uh i liked all the the period accurate weaponry what that stuff that was accurate the aesthetic was really cool just imagine cowboys and necromancy and it's uh you're not far off and you know it doesn't get much like darker and grubbier than the Louisiana Bayou. So all that stuff in conjunction, no matter what the gameplay looked like, I was probably going to play quite a bit of this game.
2: Yeah. Like I can tell based on our hours played because me being the noob of the group, I only played seven hours of this and I'm like, yeah, well, I'll do a review. Nave hit the mighty 11 and you're sitting tall at 93 hours in the game.
1: I feel like I haven't played that much.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like 93 hours. <laughs> So before we even hit the discussion points, talking about mechanics, I do think we need to hammer in on this aesthetic. This game is dripping with atmosphere. Multiple times, Nate was yelling at me for not wearing headphones while I was playing. Yes, They put you in it. And Nate, you played solo today. I feel like yep. solo might be the most immersive experience. It makes it a completely different game. It feels like amnesia almost. not Not the condition, but like the game. Like where you're... <laughs> Uh, like unsure of kind what's of going on is you you're unsure you're going through a dark world and you're jumping at every noise pretty much
0: well so this is the interesting thing is that so page was here watching me play the game so i just didn't have the headphones on and i was planning on playing it dying instantly and being like see i'm gonna bitch about That's this on the the show now because philip and jp playing with no, i think jp wasn't playing with headphones on philip was playing with one headphone on so it is like <laughs> i don't know what's worse that makes me so fucking mad at you both of you. But I didn't play with headphones on. And I was fully ready to light your asses up about it. I ended up winning that game. So <laughs> I ended up going in. I just, yeah, I went in, killed two people, found the thing, killed the guy, left. I think there was still another one alive. And I was just like, well, I was like, I'm going to leave and someone's going to be camping the exit. Nope. I just fucking got out of there. I was like, okay. Well, For the record. Damn, dear listener. these are This is
2: a battle royale with 12 players. And if you queue in solo... You do not get a teammate, like you can look for randoms, but there yeah. is at least two man teams, so that means yeah. they queued in with a, like I don't know like it was probably supposed to be like six teams of two, but he was one guy by himself and managed to win this battle royale Yeah,
0: That's yeah. i killed I killed a team I think of, it was those two people, so I was probably fighting against teams of two, and I think that everyone spawned on the others like everyone went for the other bot, the other enemy and the whenever i killed the two people it was after i had killed the the monster so i killed the monster began banishing it and then the guys showed up and i shut all the doors and windows and even though i didn't have headphones on they they like made enough noise and they came in like one at a time so i just killed one and then killed the other so it was like okay those guys are fucking dumb they
2: ain't clear and breach or breaching clear
0: yeah well yeah and i also had like a pretty decent angle because whenever you fight those monsters we'll talk about in a minute is dark as fuck inside of there so sometimes that you can find a pretty good little hidey hole and like snipe the shit out of people
1: uh one thing about how this game plays is uh if you're patient you can really utilize a lot of the mechanics that they put in there like the darkness like was just saying like if you crouch in a corner people will walk right the fuck past you if you're not moving yeah or even in bushes, dude, the foliage in this game is intense.
2: Like, yeah, like there's no it, lightness setting in this game. Like if you go into settings, you cannot turn the gamma up.
1: Oh my god, did you guys play any matches where it was actually nighttime?
2: No, there was a different cue oh, for sorry. nighttime, and I never put us in it.
1: Yeah, honestly, it's it is too damn dark. Like yeah, it'll light up like ever like once a minute by like lightning. The whole map will light up for a second. But I'm just like, dude, I can't see shit. I'm just running into walls well
2: you you can bring a flashlight in your kit
1: yeah they'll get you killed yeah that's a great idea (laughs) yeah that's like in rust and you
0: pull the torch out and then die in five seconds (laughs) because somebody in a tower on the fucking mountain just sees you from across the map
2: (laughs) all right let's talk about mechanics
0: well i mean the uh, one more thing about the atmosphere atmosphere? yeah so i i don't know philip if you ever played with the headphones on i'm assuming jp at some point you played with headphones on this game i have to applaud that it has very good 3d audio and at the very beginning of the game, it does recommend that you play with headphones on. I, I highly recommend. This game is worthless if you're not playing with headphones on. You're going to have probably a pretty frustrating experience as you're getting killed by people who seemingly know where you're at at all times. And that is because you can tell where the fuck people are by listening. Like super easy. Multiple times when me and, uh, Jay, me, Philip, and JP were playing, I would be like, Philip, he's on your left. And then he would just be like, what? And then die to the guy on the left. Or there was this one time where JP, I was like, on your left. And now he's in front of you, and he would do a 180, and I'm like, no, now he's behind you! Like, <laughs> I could at all times hear where the enemy is as he's spinning around looking for him frantically, and Wait, I'm just like, like, damn, that you guys! That
1: actually, Philip, you're talking about when he was running in a circle? No, that was a different time.
3: <laughs> that was a there, different there was a
0: time.
1: Day. We'll we'll talk about it
0: all again, but my main point is that the 3D audio is very good, especially for somebody who's extremely, like, acclimated to 3D audio, as a, as a Rainbow Six Siege player myself. Uh, uh, I really appreciate games where you uh, they have very high stakes, and at the same time the uh, your sensory ability is like through the roof. Once you like really able, you're a- really able to tune it. Like in Rainbow Six Siege, I can tell someone is like sixty degrees to my right and above me, above the floor, and prob and walking on wood, so I can shoot them right now if I looked that way. You know what I mean? I can tell like all the information from like a second of walking around. I played a game called Rust with somebody. I can't remember her name, but um, I was. Comp- she was like, "Yeah, I can tell someone's behind me," and I'm like, "No, you don't understand. Like, it's like behind you is like 190 degrees of fucking like area, right? Like, you can't tell where they are. Like, the, uh, uh, having a game where the stakes are high and the 3D audio is bad is in- incredibly frustrating. But I was actually very surprised and impressed with Hunt Showdowns' uh, audio cues.
2: Which mechanics going into that? this well, game oh hold on oh, on. oh my god I'm just trying... uh, well, do you know how long this episode
1: <laughs> are? well no, we're <laughs> already talking about the audio thing so this is probably yeah. a good time to uh, talk about like uh, it's not just footsteps it's like if you're walking through water like the water yeah. swishes if you're walking through the woods and you're not moving at a, at like a snail pace like you'll randomly break sticks yeah
2: and or it's like you're walking through water and there's a dead horse on the side of the road that comes back to life and goes yeah! <laughs> as you're walking past it yeah or like the,
0: cr- the crows go ah, God, God,
3: God, God. you know what <laughs> yeah. mean? and you're like
0: and everyone in the in a mile vicinity goes All- ah. Like it looks over there. Literally, do the
2: all of China knows we're here now. <laughs> like every two steps, when we bump into a pit of like the dog kennels, which has so many dogs, and they lose their goddamn minds. And we're like, "Hold on, I have to firebomb the dogs real quick." And then you firebomb <laughs> them, as it makes a loud explosion noise, and you're like, yeah. there now they won't hear us."
1: Yeah, the <laughs> way that you deal with like the pens of dogs is there's a lantern above them, and you shoot the lantern, and it catches the dogs on fire. But it's a loud ass. Fucking like crash and there's fire and everybody can see it and also hear the fire now.
2: Ethics <laughs> aside, of burning dogs alive, they're dead already. They're dead dogs. Oh god, we haven't even covered what the next fucking enemies. suck. Oh god, Well just between dogs and hellhounds too. You know they're different creatures. I okay, guess.
1: So what are we doing next?
2: Mechanics. So you drop in the game. Uh, you have to find three clues, and then you sit in your thinking. Hold on, what? when
0: people shoot across the area, and oh, I can hear gosh. exactly what. I'm just joking.
2: God <laughs> damn it! So you you're able to close your eyes, alone in the dark, 360 style, and see glowies in the distance. You go over to them, and usually there's like uh, I forgot what they're called, like grunts, like basically these like basic enemy types. Where there's there's like grunts, there's hellhounds, there's dogs, there's armored grunts there's uh
0: mosquito boys
2: beekeepers yeah there's the, the evil beekeepers and the worst also, uh, of all enemies uh there's yes. the headless slug wrangler um <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> what it, he's
1: like he's like one of the biggest enemies and like i think has the most health but like i don't know he's not very effective like i've never he's been yeah really surprisingly you, slow
0: you, you jump on a box so you're elevated four inches off the ground and he can't hurt you yeah, the pathing of every single enemy in this game is atrocious, which mean which means that the only enemies that actually fucking make you suffer are the ones with ranged attacks, aka that one singular one,
2: the bees. Yeah, <laughs> when they start coming in. So the whole point is you have to navigate past these terrible NPCs to get to these little like tracks on the ground. You you crouch down and you sniff and do a little taste, and you're like, okay, I know which quadrant on the map to go to next. And it like, it, like this tastes it. like
0: the barn where yeah, they this, keep the cows.
2: You look at the chessboard. This is E11. Yeah, I need to go to E11. <laughs> <laughs> like and you once you get 3 of them you identify where your yeah. bounty is. And the thing is while you're doing this, assuming you're in a team of 3, there is 3 other teams doing the same exact thing. Yeah.
0: And despite you're all going for the same targets. So. Yeah.
2: And so it, it's weird because it's like you want to get the clues but a lot of times it doesn't really matter if you get the clues or not, because whoever gets there first is just gonna open fire on the target and you're like, There's a million gunshots to the north. We should probably head that way. And I'm like, we should probably get more clues. <laughs> like we're not really sure if it's to the north.
0: But yeah well i mean that's the thing though like i was joking earlier about the gunshots but you can really pinpoint where gunshots are coming from like there was one particular time where uh we were in the swampy area and i was like gunshots to the southeast and you guys were like yeah okay Nave, whatever and then jp gets shot and he's like oh i'm shot i'm like where are they at he's like to the southeast
3: <laughs> 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 like right away
2: <laughs> uh Yeah, so there's like once we once you make it to the creature, if someone else isn't isn't already there, and you haven't encountered any other hunters and had to fight them, you then fight a boss. Which every time we fought the boss, it's always this weird game where we play of like you stick your left leg in, you stick your left leg out, like where you're doing the hokey pokey, and the doors because you jump in, you're like surprise, and you fight. There's this giant eldritch horror assassin with wrist blades running at you. you Go, and you're like no, you shoot him three times, and then you run outside, and you're like woo. It's rough in there, guys. <laughs> yeah. we,
1: we all stand outside slowly healing ourselves. And, and just you also out. spend seven minutes reloading your weapon.
0: Yeah. yeah, but it's very similar to Resident Evil 2 Remake where Mr. X won't follow you into the save room. So you could just like duck in jump there, out. jump out, <laughs> duck in, duck out. And he's like always turning to fight you. It's very silly.
2: Yeah, which the, the big thing about the game is like these NPC characters and the boss aren't really... The challenge, of course, it's the other players that are the real challenge, and oh yeah, while while you're doing this tango with uh, the chicken beak monster, I don't even remember its name. <clears> old, <throat> beak. old scrap beak and the spider Brothers, Spider Man. Like while you're dancing with them, out of nowhere, uh, you know, poop forty nine and his two bros
1: show up and they're like, throw oh, dynamite oh, on oh, your feet. Yeah.
2: What do we got here?
1: Time for some of the old ultra violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. I would say that in
0: this game there are a handful of different play styles. Some of them a lot more pussy-footed than others. Uh, I like to play the most gung-ho style of run You're towards the gung-ho. sound. I am so gung-ho. That's how I am in all Battle Royales. Because Battle Royales have such a long period of nothing happening. So that it may, it forces me to go. Every single time I hear a gunshot, I'm like, east, northeast, 320, 312 degrees. Let's get them, boys. going. <laughs> I'm on my way. Moving out. So I'm always trying to get the clues because I want to fight the boss because that's where the people are going to be, right? But whenever I hear nearby fight, nearby gunshots, I'm always, like, really active in scanning. A lot of people will just wait for, like, a giant gun battle to go down, which is which essentially means that that's where the boss is. So you don't have to look for the – you don't have to get three clues for the person. You can just wait for somebody else to find them and then use their effort to kind of, like, you know, in, like, Indiana Jones or Uncharted where they're always just following Nathan yeah, Drake. Following. You know what I mean? like yeah. i couldn't saw thank god you you did that and found this place the, oh, the secret a golden city
2: treasure situation of like yeah. thank you for leading us here.
0: god damn it and that's like legit what people do and um it's, it's, it's a really interesting scenario because they can either wait for you to just kill the monster and then show up and fight you while you're trying to recover, or they can fight you while you're distracted by the monster and then take their chances fighting the monster and other people showing up. And there are two different types of mode that you can play in that it alternates between it seems, where you either have two beasts in one map that you can go for, or one beast in one map and that drastically alters your playing style. Like when I'm when there's one dude on the map, I'm like frothing at the mouth like, "Oh, this is going to be a shit show." Here we bloody. fucking go. Yeah, I'm like fucking ready. Meanwhile, it's like Philip is like, "Oh guys, I don't know. I don't I don't know about this." Everyone, like, maybe we should wait. And I'm like, "No, here we go. I'm not fucking take off running."
2: God. So, this game God, it's just so brutal because my biggest issue with this game is I think the map is too big. I feel like any issue I'm going to complain about could be fine if they just shrunk it down because we got 15 farms we got three factories and we got two mine shafts do we really need all this for the monster spawn to be in like i would enjoy this so much more if it was just smaller scale like it'd still be a big map but i don't need 15 minutes of walking after waiting 10 minutes to get into a match just to get into one firefight where i suck and i get my head blown off instantly by a sniper and i'm like well I had time to, I don't know, play on my phone for 10 minutes. Well, Nave is in a, uh, tit to tay, you know, fencing (laughs) match with this guy with snipe, dueling sniper rifles before he finally either kills him and revives me or anything else happens. Like, I don't like, i don't know what to f- feel about this game it's so weird
0: that yeah, philip you were getting on my last goddamn nerve with these firefights you were letting me down so often you're <laughs> so bad and I, I was like is this a skill issue or is it really because philip can't hear these fucking enemies are you is your attention pulled in too many directions this game you have to like fucking be wired in like yeah. i guarantee
2: you that you're gonna have a bad time this is a league of legends Situation where it's like because like I'm taking care of Arthur and meanwhile it's like Jan is like oh I'm gonna play one match of League of Legends you know like or whatever I'm like oh don't worry you know I got the baby um so I'm playing this game while taking care of a baby and that is not a conducive <laughs> environment not the way to play this game <laughs>
0: yeah you know what this game makes me feel like this is what the goons in the Batman Arkham games it's like this is the goons when the Batman shows up it, like so you're just walking around patrolling in the street and then you hear a stick break you turn around what was it's still bad and then you're the one that gets grabbed first because you're not too busy watching your phone or something. God damn it. so funny.
1: Yeah, but uh, speaking of, like, uh, different play styles and what the mechanics reward in this game, uh, I mean, like they said, like Nave said, uh, you can kind of pussyfoot around, as he puts it, or, you know, the cautious approach, where, like, if you utilize the... uh, the mechanics that are there for like avoiding detection like you're using your knife to kill the npcs so you're not giving away your position you're not uh sprinting everywhere so you're not like the crows aren't flying away so mm-hmm. people aren't able to track you and you can uh if you really take your time you can you can do pretty well but i mean like that's the least fun way to play this game i mean the way that you I feel like you should play it is kind of what Nate was saying is you just got to go whole hog on it and just, you know. And so whenever the, the firefights break out, it's either like a like a really long chess match, like sniper yeah. duel, or it's an extremely close range firefight where it's like 10 to 15 feet and you both have fucking single action revolvers. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. you're just like... fire one shot fire one shot oh my god dude when someone has
2: a repeater and you're like oh man his fire rate is going to be insane he's going to be able to fire cock cock and then
1: fire
0: again dude i cannot explain to you the the dissatisfaction i felt the first time i reloaded my revolver and he pulls out one bullet
3: he reaches into his
0: pocket he puts (laughs) another bullet in he turns the, the cylinder a little bit pulls another bullet out reaches into his pocket Puts another one in, and I'm like, I shot
1: this gun five fucking times. (laughs) Like, like, I can't believe I'm watching this happen. So, if you, because I imagine, was it the breakover one? I don't know, Uh, because the Schofield I know is like that, because it's like it's a breakover revolver, and if you shoot all six rounds, it'll eject all of them at once, and that's the faster way to reload it. Yeah. If you've only shot like three times, he like breaks it open. You gotta and save your ammo, right? Individually yeah. ejects. You're not each gonna
2: eject one. good rounds.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think because I the one I'm using now is that is a, uh, I have a clip, like not a clip, but like all the bullets in a little quick oh, quick lo- loader, yeah. quick loader. Yeah. Oh, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, yeah, you're right. I have gotten gotten used to just not reloading anymore because I don't think I can reload. Actually, like it won't let me reload if I haven't used all my bullets. So uh that's the pistol that i've been using which by the like we'll talk about this later but like if you if you get a person that doesn't have a loadout you have to rebuy everything and i had a fucking stable full of people with no loadout so every match in between every match i had to go okay gonna buy the winchester now gotta buy my revolver and now gotta buy my health pack and like you have to it's a stupid destiny cursor we go you have to click on it, then hold X, and then back out, oh and God. then go down, cl- select the thing. Then you have to go down, click on it, hold X, then back out. It's like, it takes so And Phil's like, Nave, hurry up. Nave, Nave, ready up. And I'm just like, I have to buy a health back, Philip."
2: No, need it takes us back. 10 minutes to get in a match, Nave. We need to start the ready queue. Because, well, the other thing is, like we didn't highlight, but the reason Nave needs to put a new loadout on every character is this game has permadeath. For your characters, if you go out there and die without extracting, then you got to make a new character and get new yep. gear. You lose everything. It's much like um, I think Tarkov is supposed to be like that, but I haven't played Tarkov, so I'm not really sure on the reference.
0: Now there there are legendary characters. I everyone has different levels. It's kind of like a Battlefront situation. Which goddamn it, this game has fucking scaling progression for weapons and shit like that. God damn it! But um. That's just the most fucking new user, unfriendly thing you could possibly fucking do. God. But uh, so I think that these legendary characters level up as well. And each of them have like little perks that you can assign to them that get higher level. Now, whenever you get a rando dude, rando McRanderson, I don't know if that person comes back up. Because everyone has a name, right? Everyone has first name, last name. But if you get the phantom, you're always the phantom. And he has three perks originally. So we haven't played enough. Maybe JP knows the answer to this. But me and Philip personally haven't played enough to see if people are starting to rotate back in. Like if we're seeing Catherine McCarthy another time with her fucking double barrel shotgun or whatever. And like she's level three now. So like you go out of your way to pick her.
1: So the uh, like I think I know what you're saying where it's like okay like Rando McCarthy or whatever. With her loadout, you play a couple of matches with her, and then she dies, and you lose her. And then as you play, you know, and then she pops up again, and she's level three from your previous progress. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, is, the, is she level three, or do you have to restart if no, they're random? so all that shit just resets.
2: Do they always start at level one whenever you re-roll yeah, a character?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the randos are like that. I can't speak to the legendaries. I've never played as one.
2: Well, you've never dropped a bag on this game?
1: Uh, nah. I mean, like, they're I you know, die every other match anyway, so like, a- why would I buy a character? <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, but that's the thing, though. When I was I was specifically thinking about the Phantom because I won two matches as them, and I was, like, level 16 with them. And I had so many perks, and I was just like, I'm really strong now. Like, I'm crazy strong. And then I died, and I never repurchased them because I just forgot. Like, I never thought about, like, going and checking myself to see if he still had the thing since he was a legendary character, but... I don't know. I also had like the voodoo, hoodoo, you do man, and he was pretty cool. I liked him.
2: So, in the notes, I put that this game seems intentionally jank because your movement speed is very slow, but it is conducive for how this game is played. But that just made me more pissed off with how big the map is. And there's no automatic reloading when you shoot. We talked about single action games. Like, you have to shoot, then press the reload button, like right after.
0: I don't know why, but I kind of liked this.
2: The no auto-reloading?
0: Like, it was it kind of sense. immersive a I little did. bit. Yeah. And once I got, like, I at first I was like, this is so dumb. And then I kind of just got used to it. And you get into a rhythm when you're in a fight. Like, you get into a Doom Eternal rhythm a little bit where it makes the game feel faster. Then it really is because you have to press the reload button. So in that meantime where you're not shooting, you're like evading and reloading. You have like an extra thing that you need to be doing. Kind of like how active reload in Gears of War is like, you yeah. know what I mean? It gives you like that extra little mini game to do. Like even though it's not a mini game, it's literally just pressing the X button. But like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really bad for weapons that have, you need to reload more than one bullet in. But in those single action rifles, I really liked it.
1: Oh, like you mean like uh, when you shoot and then you have to like press the trigger again to work the action to bring another bullet in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like if you don't do that, and like so you shoot and you're in your mind you're like, okay, I fired. <laughs> My guy is gonna now jack another round in, and then you draw down on a guy and then pull the trigger again. But oh no, he didn't automatically yeah, do it. It just goes. So <laughs> so now your dude just jacked another round in when you were supposed to be shooting and that shit will get you killed oh absolutely that that really did
0: happen to me in one of the matches we were all together and, and I saw it was the remember the fight that we had in that door I ran into that doorway killed someone and then I got killed by their teammate and then the game just became a roundabout of reviving each other in that doorway and then we ended up losing
1: yeah, but no, I heard the, you. You were like, there's not a bullet in there. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I was
0: aiming my... I, I pinged him. I was like, oh, there's a guy right there. And then he stopped for a second and I aimed my gun. I was like, sayonara, bitch. And it click. And I was like, oh, no! And I started reloading my gun and he turns and looks right at me. And I'm just standing <laughs> in this doorway like reloading my gun. And he runs back into his fucking building. I'm just like, oh, God damn it!" he fucking saw me.
2: God. It's like with that, like, JP, it's so good that you got on and was like, yo, let's play some together. Because when me and Nate were just playing this together, we were so ready to trash on this game. And At least <laughs> I was like, every note we were taking, we're like, this game is dog shit. This game is bullshit. Everything sucks. Why would you ever play this game? Like, this game is terrible. Why would you recommend it to me? I spit on this game. But then you got on, and once we started playing threes, the game got a lot better
0: yeah so what my main gripe with this game is that this game it has really high stakes and incredible consequences quinces when you make a mistake and i don't mind playing high stakes games It's even games where you like in world of tanks you make a mistake you die to artillery instantly right and but this is the difference between world of tanks and this game in world of tanks you can just quit immediately go into another game and you're in another game and like 45 seconds yeah this game's fucking waiting time Uh, it's cross-play and everything so i'm imagining we're playing with xbox one losers and playstation 4 idiots but you are waiting for a good 10 minutes between games and that is no fucking joke that is you die and immediately quit out get all your rewards go back into another game like start the queue and do it you're gonna be standing in that fucking thing sitting in the waiting for players lobby for Quite a while, and I don't know if it's because of low pop or if it's because pop, they
2: only need twelve
0: players. But that's what i'm saying though, like because you you need twelve players, but like it, it... I don't know what I'm saying, like because the the games you don't join mid match, right? Oh, true. So you yeah. need twelve players to pl- start the match right moment. away. Yeah. So it doesn't. It won't start and then repopulate the game, and it won't like cuz you it and so when you start a queue you're not going to join somewhere where somebody quit. So it's like there's a like you have to fire off with those 12 people right away. And so I feel like that probably adds to it as well, but the it's egregious. It's really painful. And it and it adds to the frustration that I feel in this game. And whenever we were playing without JP, me and Philip, uh it that means that we were only allowed one mistake. Really, we in one in a firefight, we were allowed like one mistake and the moment one of us died and we were two v one, the likelihood of us winning the fight were really slow, where if you're playing a three v three, there's so much more chaos that's going on You're it's going from like one mistake to like maybe five, right? Because now you have one mistake, but you might not be the priority target for the other three people because there's so much goofy shit going on, but not only if you make a mistake and die, you have two teammates now that can go and revive you so now one person can run a screen it just there's so much more variables it gets exponentially more complex to the point where it's not bad it's like it improves the gameplay it makes it to where you are you are a lot more flexible with what you're able to do like multiple of our team fights, one of us would die right, and sometimes it we would we would be the first to lose a teammate, but we would be able to turn it around because the other two people could like tactically play that game of fucking Louisiana Bayou chess yeah. you know what I mean
2: it makes it feel like um, like League of Legends like I might lose lane 1v1 and not be able to fight this guy but in team fights the chaos of just everybody casting all their abilities everyone trying to position we can still win a team fight even if I'll lose this fight 1v1
0: yeah, and that's an even better example because, like, you think about uh, Summoner's Rift five v five. Now think about Twisted Tree Line and how much less mistakes you can make in Twisted Tree Line oh, yeah. because you are now thirty three percent of your team's output rather than just twenty percent of it. You know what I mean? It really distributes that fucking that 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 uh, uh pressure. You know what I mean? So, so it at comes any down point to you can risk fuck up.
2: Management. You know you got to practice your risk management principles and fundamentals.
0: Yeah, so I think specifically this game, Hunt Showdown, I feel like, if I, I, lo- I really love this game, I think. I think it, it, after playing it for a while, especially playing solo, I played a solo match and then I played with two randos. And I was like, I enjoy the atmosphere enough in this game that I can learn to appreciate the parts of the game that I don't particularly like. But at the same time, this the distance between the games the the matches that i'm able to play it is like you can get in a full fucking game of aram sometimes between these matches in League of legends it's so if your primary motivator is to play this game and you don't want to play anything else this is probably going to be more frustrating than normal because what i ended up doing was i was just playing final fantasy in the middle of it and that is a fucking jarring transition going from <laughs> final fantasy pixel remastered of this fucking game but
2: well it's it's so weird because like this game it's like you have like 10 minutes of walking ten minutes of like, not even 10 minutes, probably like five minutes of like heart pounding action of you against another player, mano, e mano, literally skill V skill of like, who's going to kill who. And then 10 minutes of sitting in the lobby, waiting for the next match to start. Like oh God, the timing is just so or pacing maybe is just, gets so ruined because I'm ready for the next match when we play this like yeah. even whenever i die 10 minutes in and i'm just spectating you guys as soon as you guys die, i'm like let's do it boys run it back like i'm ready but yeah, then i but gotta wait would...
1: for you to do a loadout and everything else <laughs> i yeah. would just like to point out that uh like less than 24 hours ago i played this game with uh nave and philip for the first time and as soon as i got it nave was like man this game is fucking trash you're gonna have <laughs> to work very hard to make to change my mind <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're you're at least halfway coming around to it, though.
0: Yeah, well so there's a lot of unbalances in this game. And I think that Philip makes a good point about the whole dying and everything. I whenever I would die in the game, I wouldn't be that upset for the mere fact that I know that there's a possibility that I could be revived. But the moment my team wiped, the amount of dread I felt for going back to the menu, looking at the fucking this is your score, going to do the my load all of that, I'm like, I'm just so upset. And the it that I that's what I really realized when I was playing one in solo was that it's not that I was afraid of failure, I was afraid of what happens after the failure. Like I didn't want to go through the tedium of the terrible fucking UI that the main menu is and like the the really bad uh loading queue uh, uh, or uh game queues rather which is like it seems to be unanimous between all of us that both of those things kind of really suck. The game itself yeah. is really fucking interesting and uh and, and as far as like the unbalanced nature goes we can start talking about like weapons and stuff like that but there are a specific subset of weapons that i really fucking hate running into and they're almost all explosive weapons and i think that they break the balance so fucking badly like maybe it's just the fact that i'm not a high enough level to unlock different weapons so i don't know how to counterplay against them or anything like that but repeatedly i would walk into a room get shot by an explosive grenade launcher or whatever the fuck instantly die and just be like okay cool whatever like i like, I literally the moment i walked into a room get blown up i'm like that's fucking fun that's really cool
1: so the uh with the explosive stuff like i think we talked about this a little bit the other night but uh like as far as the grenades and like the dynamite goes the range on them isn't fantastic and like whenever you throw like a stick of dynamite there's a really loud ass fuse burning sound so yeah. that you as a player know it's like oh fuck Something's about to blow up, but with the uh, the ranged explosive stuff, like the freaking stupid harpoon oh, yeah. and the, the crossbow, lance. they there there is no like anything to let you Telegraph. know that's coming. You just dead, yeah,
0: and, yeah. Really... and usually you don't even know what the fuck happened until the fucking the kill thing pops up. Is like this is what you died by. But speaking of the explosives, the explosive barrels, I don't know how to use those things. I've never not blown one of those up and not killed a teammate in the explosion.
2: Like so,
1: you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. They Every take a long
2: time. time to blow up. So, like, you shoot them and then you have to sit there for five seconds as they slowly catch on fire. Well,
1: if you shoot them again after that first time, they'll blow up.
2: Oh, okay. That's yeah, but shy. you have to reload for 25 <laughs> yeah.
1: minutes. Uh,
0: but yeah, yeah, I killed. There was a there was one. At, there was a teammate on the other side of a wall, and I blew it up, and it killed the teammate on the other side of the wall. And I was just like. Okay, that was when I was solo playing. I was like, oh, I hope this dude doesn't kill me the moment I fucking pick him up. Because... Oh
1: yeah, friendly fire. There's like 100% friendly fire. Like, it doesn't just do damage to your opponent, to your friends. It'll, like, also apply whatever status effect is on your weapon. So, like, if you accidentally stab your buddy, they'll t- start taking bleed damage.
0: Oh yeah, when phil <laughs> oh, got a fucking... Yeah, mm. Phil was like, oh, I love the axe and then he sliced me up when he was trying to kill an enemy and I'm like, oh, oh! Anyway, so
2: like this is what we were doing like duos or something like that. We were in like um, Stonehenge or something like in some cliffs and rocks and stuff and then I'm like, we got him, Nave, There's one guy over here. And meanwhile, me and Nate were like in the rocks, pew, 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 cowboy time. And then I'm like, there's this teammate and I'm like, serpentine time. I pull out my axe because I don't have 25 minutes to reload my pistol. So I just serpentine up this guy and he's just whiffing every shot and i'm like oh huh, huh, huh. <laughs> like like you're approaching me and you need to get closer to kick your ass so as i like, get to him i then proceed to just chop him like olaf repeatedly into pieces and nave runs up he's like i'm gonna get him too." so i then proceed to chop nave in the back of the head as he's like getting in my way i'm like what are you doing and he's like well, i didn't bleeding. know
0: i didn't know you had an axe and i also didn't have 25 minutes to reload my fucking rifles and shit so you're just going to punch. it Yeah, well, it's, I've done it before. Like sometimes you just got to fucking you got to pull out the dukes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give them the one
1: two piece. Well, I mean, the uh, there's like the basic punch, which is like quick. But then if you hold it down for a second, you'll do a wind up for like a stronger melee attack. Was it chivalry? Like- Seems like it. <laughs> like, And you can do it with any weapon. Like the pistols, the rifles, the melee weapons. So it, it can do a fair amount of damage. Like just meleeing people is not a bad tactic in this game. Which by the way, the heavier the weapon, the longer the, the default windup is.
0: Just a fucking hot tip for anyone who's going to play this game because of this episode. Uh, if you have a rifle out, give it a second before you go for the fucking hit on a zombie or you're just going to get clobbered. <laughs>
1: yeah. Got and it. uh oh, speaking of the weapons real quick and reloading. If you if you reload certain weapons, you will lose a round if there's a round in the chamber. So like if you're using a bolt action rifle and you haven't emptied that rifle yet, you have to eject eject a round by bringing the bolt back in order to put more bullets in. So that round that was in the chamber, you lose that round unless you have a specific really? perk, you catch it. Like a normal person would do, but I guess half, not in this game. Half these cowboys are just like, ah, fuck that bullet. <laughs> I've only got three bullets to my name. I can lose one. Yeah, bullets are a hot commodity. They're in this valuable. Game. Yeah. Which, by the way, I
0: realized what was happening. So there was one match in particular where I was just fucking destitute for bullets. Like you know, at first, because JP was talking about you, like you, you, you can play the stealthy game where you bring a knife along and you knife the enemies so that nobody hears you fighting. I'm like. at first I was like, I'm not a fucking loser. But then I was like, (laughs) I'm out of ammo. Can anyone buy me an ammo? While you guys are running around fucking assassinating all these zombies. Dude, the axe was so
2: valuable because we were always going for clues. And we, we were like, there, we're going ahead. We're going to take this point. We're going to clear this thing. So I'm like, I'll just bring a melee weapon just so I can be the guy because... Generally, I was pretty terrible in most firefights, but I could handle the NPCs just fine. <laughs> like I was out there samurai and just cutting through swabs of zombies.
0: Oh my god! And that was the thing too. When JB first started, we were bitching at him. You know, we were like, "This game is irritating the shit out of us." And I, I was talking about you know dying and whatever. Like I would get one, I would because what happened was I killed five people. Philip was dead. And I killed five people, stole the bounty, went back and started extracting. And the last guy probably in the entire match showed up. I shot him three. Everyone else, I would one-shot in the chest and kill them. This guy I shot three three times with my rifle and then once with my revolver and he killed me and then that was the game that jp joined us after and i was like jp this fucking game is fucking terrible like fucking nothing makes sense everything's unbalanced and he's like sounds like a skill issue and i'm like no i swear to god i'm killing people i'm killing the fuck out of people in this game and then he's like yeah sure and then you joined me and was i not killing the fuck
1: out of people in this game dude okay so full disclosure Nave was fucking laying them down like like, (laughs) I I would like I would be running around and Nave would be like oh shit the whole team is over here and just smoke them all by the time I got over there and I was like oh all right, man good job I'm gonna loot these guys dude
0: there is, there is one time we were fighting a monster, right? And I ran out of ammo, and I was like, I'm going to go... Because we had just killed a team right outside the area. You guys remember that? I went over, I was like, I'm going to go grab, like, another weapon. And I ran out with my empty weapons. I had, like, two bullets in the rifle, but I ran out because I in case i ran into a zombie and the whole team was like right there and i was like oh my god there's people out here and i got into a firefight again and you guys were like "You just disengaged from the boss and started helping me fight i was like i just need to get to the other side i i doubt they know that there's a fucking gun over there i just need that gun and we had to fight those guys uh, it was fucking great
2: god uh there was another good moment where you the last one left and you were like, okay, I'm just need I just need to come in here because I think there's like one point left. Like I think they're fighting the monster inside this place. And then you run up there and there's like a long hallway. And just as you get up there, you see there's one guy standing in the doorway and you're like, I'm gonna get him. And you like fired in at him, and then his buddy comes out around the corner in the doorway with an axe and just jump scares you. And it's like surprise! And just chops <laughs> your head off.
0: I'm pretty sure that's when you're like, I'm gonna use the axe now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm <laughs> That looked pretty good. Like, you just, yeah. you can just chop people? Dude, it was like a fucking magician, you know? They used the fucking, oh, look over here at my right hand while they're fucking chopping me with an axe <laughs> with the left hand
2: which that got into one moment where I was in some tall like corn or something like that and I was the last one left and you're like they're over there by the corn And I'm like I'll handle this I get over there and we are all like just running through the corn trying I'm trying to chop these guys to pieces and then you're like they're to your left and I'm like I don't see him as we're just I'm just running through the, all of this bushes and crap oh trying God. to chop him you're like he's right there why don't you chop him and I'm like where as I'm just spinning around swinging my axe <laughs> like a crazy serial killer and meanwhile these guys are probably panicking because they're just firing around into the bush dude trying to shoot me and they can't hit me until finally like they like made it out of the bush and i'm just like running at them
0: dude and that's the funny thing too because i was yelling at philip i was i just did not understand what was going on and jp was just like jesus christ name!" i'm like (laughs) his film was like i don't see him i was like he's right in front of you philip and then you spin around like no philip what are you doing and then philip was like (laughs) No, but Philip was like I was like you can hear them just listen and he's like I was trying to see like do you have to turn off your eyes to hear them what the fuck are you talking about?
1: <laughs> and I died.
0: Yeah, he got and, shot uh, eventually.
1: But that's that's one of the things about the uh the like close range firefights like they were having a really tar- hard time hitting Philip because he was just sprinting in a circle, <laughs> right?
3: Yeah, <And> can- unpredictable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Like, shooting people is hard in this game. And, like, it kind of ties into the mechanics. Like, there, there is, like, some definite clunk to the gunplay. Called an
2: intentional jank.
1: But I think it is uh, kind of deliberately there in service of the... Kind of the feeling of, like, using these old-timey-ass fucking weapons. And, you know, it's just like... I mean, because that's how gunfights go down, right? People dump you know four or five rounds at each other when they're only standing 10 feet apart and typically it would come down to whoever ran out of bullets for first would be the guy who loses cuz the other guy just walks up to him and shoots him in the head got it.
2: <laughs> uh, have you seen the boondocks where they have their uh, their moments and both of them pull out their guns <laughs> and just start shooting and they both miss
0: boondocks great that uh, happens uh, at the what is it uh pulp fiction too? Yeah. where they walk in <laughs> and they shoot all the guns and then they just look around like <laughs>
1: Did they shoot the guy back. <laughs> what are the odds of that? But that's kind of when the uh it it became very popular. Kinda like you 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 know, like in like all the pirate media and stuff, how it'll be like a dude with like he'll have like four or five flintlock yeah. pistols and he just shoots them and drops them. Well they did the same thing with uh with black powder revolvers, you know, because like whenever they were black powder instead of cartridge fed, like you're not reloading those things in a in a firefight. If you run out of ammo, you're better just hitting them with it like a a club. And they were (laughs) heavy enough, honestly. But so they would do the same thing. They would carry like three pistols with them, you know, and if you run out of ammo, you just drop the fucking thing and pull another one out, like, because the first dude who runs out of bullets loses. Well, it's
2: like the most, I feel like my most effective rifle I had wasn't even like a scoped rifle. It was like a compact repeating rifle with a bayonet. (laughs) So like after I get done shooting, I just start stabbing. And that was like my, that was my most efficient main weapon.
0: Oh my God. It, there was this one time. All right. So the, the, there, the, it was in a mission where there were two monsters and one of them was getting banished and we were already working on the other monsters. So I was like, uh, let's just make the tactical call. Let's just get the experience. Let's go and finish getting the last clue and killing the last dude. So we went to the area where the clues led us. Right? And whenever you kill the monster, you get no notification. Like, if, if, if another team has killed the monster, you get no notification. You don't even know if they're fighting the monster, right? The only thing you know is that they're banishing the monster. We learned this the hard way. Because I walked in first, obviously, because I'm fucking insane and dumb and I don't care about my life. I walked in and I'm like, okay, where's the monster? At? I don't see him. I'm closing my eyes. I don't see anything. And I open my eyes and there's a guy sp- ah, sprinting at me with an axe. And I just shoot him once and he dies. And I was like, wow, that was scary. And then I go and me and JP walk up and we start looting his body. And then hit a teammate ah, fucking comes up and guts both me and JP. Meanwhile, the film is like, where's he at? Because <laughs> he's not even in the building. And so the fucking monster's dead. Like, they killed it, and they're just waiting with axes in the corners, (laughs) just waiting for someone to show up and take the fucking bounties. And Philip ends up killing one of the reviving, I think, JP, and then JP kills the other one, and then JP revives me, right? Like, it was some fucking, like, roundabout thing, but there are some some silly shit that people can do. Another thing that people do, which I remember this from the first time I played this game, but I never experienced it the second time around that people will go to the extraction points and wait. Like, once something gets banished, they'll just go to the nearest extraction point, which is most likely where everyone's going to go, and they'll just wait for the people with the bounties to show up and then kill them there, like in an ambush, right? Like with guerrilla warfare and whatnot. And I didn't really experience that, but I did experience something similar where when me and Philip were playing duos, Philip got shot from behind somewhere. He has no idea where he got shot from. But we were fighting two people. So I was like, I was like, I'm sure the bullets came from that direction somehow. Whatever. I'm gonna go pick up Philip because he's technically like behind a wall. I go pick up Philip. The moment Philip gets picked up, I get headshotted from right next to me. He's just in a bush next to me. I didn't even notice him. <laughs> and bush warrior. then he shoots me and then pulls out his pistol and bang just fucking shoots Philip to death. Because he's only got one health bar because he just got revived. I Haven't been triggered. In so long, more than that moment, where I realized he was right fucking across the little path from us. Like, you, in the bush.
2: Like, if there was a street, we were on one side of the street, and he was across
0: the street just staring at my body. Dude, it is not even a street. It is more like a sidewalk. Like, like it is just a <laughs> dirt path. And he is just in a bush right there, watching me. He just waited. He killed Philip. probably waited for like two minutes. Because I was looking for those dudes to kill. You know what I mean? I was like, it was clearly them.
2: He had a high patience skill on that character.
0: I just don't... It takes a certain kind of person to have no, that kind of patience.
2: Specifically, man. like, we'll get to it. Like, I mean, we'll get it to it now. But, like, whenever I comb the Reddit, specifically looking for anything, you know, any lowland la- low gorilla information in that Reddit, I found so many people complaining about solo snipers, which is a playstyle that is someone who solo queues. They don't go for bounties. They just go for kills, and of course you still get XP and rewards if you get kills and escape. Like you don't need to get the bounty. Like they will drop in, they'll just kill a couple people and leave. And that will raise their elo, that will raise their character level and gives them rewards. And so this is a huh. this is a separate playstyle because like the game is like, oh, jump in, get the bounty and leave. However you do it is up to you. This is like I'm not getting the bounty. I'm just gonna kill people and leave, and you still get rewarded for it. I that's just want to we, ruin I, other
1: people's
2: fun. Yeah, I'm just here to ruin other people's games and leave. <laughs> well, still, honestly,
0: it's fine. Be, why would it ruin your game? Because you're you're gonna kill whoever you come across anyway, right?
2: No, but so but, and once you die, in to get one kill and leave and level up his character till he has a level fifty.
0: But this is yeah. what I'm saying: is that if you died by that guy, how would you even know that that's what he was doing?
2: I know, but people on Reddit know somehow. Like, why am I always on the bad team in Battlefront?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that that's so totally. I didn't know you could extract without killing the bounty. I thought you had to have the bounty yeah, to extract.
2: You can choose to die another day, which I think that's the message that pops up or something like that. You live to to die another day is if you extract yeah. without the bounty.
0: I think that extra I think that just pops up no matter what. No, I think it pops up with no, the no. bounty. Yeah. But I I don't know. I think that they're silly. You want to read it? Do you want to read the reddit?
2: Oh, no. I don't have that reddit I'm in I'm just going to make fun of
0: it. I'm just going to make fun uh, of, of it. This
2: reddit that I found, uh it's not it's not that interesting except the title really threw me. JP
1: you want to read the title? Have the devs ever hinted at a fingering mechanic?
2: Yeah, I'm okay. I'm scrolling by and I saw I'm like, what? What is this? What's happening in this game? It turns out it's not what you think, dear listeners. Uh, JP, you remember that motion you were doing earlier when you were talking about shooting? The, uh psh, psh.
1: Yeah. So I think what they're trying to say with this is uh, they call it fan the hammer, where if you have a single action revolver, it's like, like a Viking metal man. You, and then you just with your palm. You just bring the hammer back, you just slap it in rapid succession and it brings it back just far enough and then it falls back forward and fires, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it makes the just, gun really excited. So it
3: fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah.
1: you just like you like a fanning motion, except you're just hitting the hammer every time you move your hand and you can empty a revolver in like a couple seconds. Think about I- Deadeye from Red Dead. That's what he does at the end of Deadeye is
0: ba 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 ba. That's what he yeah, that's does. It. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so that's... It's not called fingering, though. Like, whatever you Reddit users are out there... They could have said said
1: palming. No, I think... um,
0: No, I think he just did something provocative to get someone to click on it. You know what I mean? He got me. To get Philip to go, (laughs) what?
2: Well, look, I'm looking for the juicy stuff. I'm looking for the lowland gorilla is not what it seems. I'm looking for a winner. The devs going to add a fingering expansion on showdown. Like that's what I'm looking for. But besides that, nothing else on Reddit besides people complaining about solo snipers.
0: Dude. So speaking about red dead for the hundredth time that we brought it up, uh, there is this YouTube video that I watched. That's pretty funny. It's pretty cute. It's called voice actor trolls players with Arthur Morgan impression in red dead online uh from a youtuber named Sounds Like Pizza and this guy just has like a spot on Arthur Morgan impression and he just pr- <laughs> he's just role playing as Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Online but he runs into a lot of like children and they're like oh my god you sound like Arthur and he's like I am Arthur what are you talking about boy and he's like i got your skin and he's like what you talking about Arthur Morgan skin boy you need to you need to tell the truth and he turns into Arthur Morgan and he's like what the hell boy you look just like me except you're not me <laughs> it's just roping him and stuff. You know what I mean. He's just playing along. So it's stupid. it's actually a pretty wholesome video. It, it, it says trolls, but he doesn't troll anyone. He's literally just talking like Arthur Morgan. But it's really fucking funny. All
2: right, do uh, you guys want to do some Steam reviews?
0: Steam or these
1: reviews? All right,
2: I'll take this first one from Hans Showdown. Uh, he has two thousand seven hundred and ninety nine hours on record, and he wrote this review at one thousand and two hundred and eighty hours and he says i just killed my first enemy hunter great experience recommend one review one review <laughs> that out of his 90 or 89 games he owns he reviewed this one
0: all right fish zerg with 66 reviews 6.5 hours on the game he says recommendation as i see it it boils down to 12 players rushing to kill a monster and take its bounty But then some players realize that they will let others do the job, kill them, and take the bounty. So they wait outside patiently. So I decided to be smart and that I will wait even farther outside, even more patiently. I thought I was going to succeed, but it turns out there's a bunch of players waiting even more patiently, even farther (laughs) outside.
2: God, I feel like that sums up so much of the play Of this game we were so gung-ho and it was so annoying whenever like we would be waiting for to banish and we're like this is where we get fucked <laughs> this is where they show up because we, the we, thing. we did the hard work now where's the enemies
0: but it's also like the moment we're banishing we're stuck waiting here and i that is when i felt the most anxious All, i don't know if it's because i have crippling attention deficit disorder or what but like the moment we i had to sit and defend i was just like, "Fuck." I would rather be doing anything else. And I think that the, a lot, of, this game does reward a playstyle of just sitting, camping, waiting patiently because Green there's War's so many patience. audio cues. There's so many like, because you're going to have to shoot your gun eventually. You're going to have to give away your position. And for people who are out there fucking hunting scalps and not fucking, you know, bounties, like, it the i don't know it, like there's some kind of weird like sensation that you can get from like maybe role playing like playing oblivion but playing a woodcutter instead of like fucking doing the main <laughs> quest you know yeah and but this this uh this review in particular from Visherg It reminds me of the the meme with the guy in the church. There's a guy sitting at a pew in the church. Behind him is a guy pointing a gun at that guy. And then from the top of the pew is a guy with a sniper pointing at that guy. And then there's another guy pointing at the other guy. And that could have just been that image uh, Mm -hmm. for the review.
1: JP, you got Noms? All right, next we got uh, Noms. He says, these 14... Oh, hold on, sorry. These 14 barns churches and prisons ain't big enough for the eight of us
3: (laughs) (laughs) it
2: it is such a big map (laughs) there's so many just random buildings grouped around and you're like i don't know which one the killers or the monster is going to be in but even then you still manage to bump into each other because you're all going to the same place but there's so much points where you spent walking but we still have a cowboy shootout at some point like i just wish they like shrunk it down like i want a cowboy shootout without the 10 minutes of walking
0: dude i just farted so fucking loud yeah i almost I heard guarantee <laughs> yeah dude i guarantee that got picked up
1: i think a uh a definite criticism of this game could be and like while i think the 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 hunt bounty extraction game mode is really good uh how about some other game modes like a death match just in one of those towns well
0: like... i think a death match would be to it's not to the detriment but i don't think people would play it Because the gameplay isn't, like, that great. Like, it it makes me think, it's like, you know how fucking, like, Call of Juarez had online multiplayer? But who gave a fuck about that? I'm playing Modern Warfare. Like, what do you fucking mean? But it's like, I don't think that the map is too big. I just think that the loading screens are too long.
2: You loved, it. well, yeah. If the weather looked it would be excusable. But we spent so much time walking through swamp water.
0: Well, that's. Well, I think that's... here's another thing. Like, just just on that, before I forget, because I meant to bring this up before. But like, you you say we walked for 15 minutes, but honestly, it what really opened my eyes. We had one match where we killed every single team on the in the game, and then we took both bounties and we sprinted to the extraction because like we killed everyone, so we might as well have done it right. Well. We, whenever we started the extraction, whenever we started the banishment, I mean, for the second thing, we had six and a half minutes. We ended up finishing the banish with like three minutes left or maybe two and a half minutes. And then we made it to, it was like three blocks away from us, the extraction. It was really far away on the map. We ended up making it there in like a minute and a half. Like, and we had like 30 seconds left over. So I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, but I mean, but that's the thing. I, I want to avoid the water as much as possible because those stupid leeches, will, have you gotten hit by them yet?
2: <laughs> oh, the yeah. river devils or the water devils or whatever yeah. they're called? Those have you been hit route. by that yet? No, I, I never encountered one.
0: There's Dude, really- so... In the game, so I played those two matches by myself. The one I played with two teammates. The two teammates ran across the river, and I was the last one to run across. I don't have headphones on, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I'm like, it was safe for them, whatever. So there was a river devil coming after that second guy. Just turned around and jumped on me. And I it literally knocked my... I almost died. Like, I in the fucking one second that I was in the water walking into the fucking shore, I almost got killed and it was bleeding me so i was like oh, i had my one health bar left like eh, just trying to cauterize the fucking wound with my fucking uh blow torch or whatever they're fucking using
1: well i mean i think as far as the uh the map size goes i think it kind of needs to be that big for the for the tracking to work right oh yeah game.
2: otherwise you would just hit every point yeah like, is he here is he here then you just move on.
0: This is what's really interesting. Because I would classify this game as a sort of battle royale. Because it, there's no real... I mean, ext- now that the extraction uh, genre, it kind of exists. It's kind of like that. But I think this game leans more closer to a battle royale. Right? Because yeah. of everyone's going for the same objective, essentially. But what I like about this kind of battle royale is that there isn't a gas that is, like, encroaching uh, yeah. to slow- lower the thing. You, yourself... You have you are making the fucking zone that you wanna be in smaller. And you don't die if you're outside of the zone. You're just wasting your goddamn time. But it's also like it gives you the uh what is it called? You you're you're the one doing You get the, the thing. control,
2: you get the initiative, you get to yeah, choose
1: you... how to like proceed. Agency. Agency.
0: Agency. That's it. You have all of the agency in how small the map gets, right? And I think so. The map is big, but the pro the thing is is that the the main sub objective is to use is to go find the clues to to lower the map radius, and that does more than just lower the the zone that the monster might be in. It also in uh, it also gives you the information on where the other hunters are going to be. Because that's where the other hunters are probably going to the monster. They're either trying to kill the monster or they're trying to gank the people trying to kill the monster, right? And everyone's going for the same clues. As far as I'm aware, we're all going for the same piles of clues because whenever I've seen a clue thing that I did that we didn't use, but it was there, right? And I'm assuming it's Mm -hmm. because another team did that now since we're all going to the same c- clues even though the map is so large and you see the key- the clues from across the map you can see them and which ones are closest so that just naturally brings people together to these little miniature little arenas and each clue is always in a little arena right there's almost always a dog pit that's going to give your position away and there's always like dudes wandering around the vicinity there's always a big guy like right next to the clue that you're going to have to deal with in some way or another and that's going di- to that's going to draw attention to people and whenever you're like looking at the clues you have three clues nearby and you hear gunshots coming from the leftmost clue you have that fucking moment where you can go I don't want to die so I don't want to go that way or there are fuckers over there getting that clue and we might be able to gank them right yeah and I think that that gives you so much like variety in a game, like so much choice. Once we got to the point where we started to understand, okay, maybe we shouldn't fight every monster we've come across. Maybe we should start using melee weapons. Like, you know, like we started to like kind of understand the game. We, we started streamlining the experience. I think that the size of the map was like, it added to our ability to streamline the experience. You know what I'm saying?
2: I can see that. We definitely got meta very fast.
0: Yeah, and and the, it's just the biggest problem for this game for sure is just how long it takes. And if I I think that if there was a queue for only PC and next gen co- and mo- current gen consoles, I think that it would improve the game. Well, I mean, even the PC people are running it on hard drives, right? So like, there's always going to be some kind of weird thing. And I think the population is probably not big enough to only be on PlayStation Five and Xbox Series consoles. This game's but still getting still... updates.
2: Like this game is older, but people are like it's like Dead by Daylight. They like they the devs put out a roadmap I think a month ago that they are still expanding this game,
0: which is cool. You know, they're they're making more characters and stuff like that. I don't know. I it's like do I want to play this game? I do. I genuinely do want to keep playing this game, but it's like the thought of like how long it takes to get into a match is such a turnoff that it's like that's going to be a moment where I am highlighting the game and thinking about it and going, nah, never mind. You know what I mean?
2: All right, we got one more steam review then I think we need to move on to the final word. It's been so long. This is from uh, a Ball and Balchinian with 248 hours on record with a recommend. He says, "Do you like audio cues? No, too fucking bad. Step on a branch, people will hear it. Scare some birds, people will know it. Accidentally switch weapons, people will hear the leather chaps chafing." Pull out an axe and just run like a run out of hand like you've got nothing left. Why not?
0: Ball chenian is from Men in Black, right? Men in Black, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: which he, this guy has three hundred games and only three reviews, so he obviously had something to say about this
1: game. Uh, I mean, I gotta say, like what he's saying here, he's like, you don't. I feel like he's complaining about the audio cues, but I'm like, that's a pretty major part of this game. That is this game. So I'm like, uh, I mean. I mean, if that's what turns you off, you're probably not going to enjoy yourself playing this game. Oh, I mean, it's
0: very similar to... Well, It's, like, why I was screaming at both of you fuckers, because you didn't have headphones on. It's exactly what... It's because I am hardcore on Siege, It's oh, I'm just that kind of person that loves the audio cue. You are my headphones. I definitely, like, went on a rant about it earlier, but, like, it's... In Rainbow Six Siege, dude, it is all audio cues. Like, you are hearing... You'll hear a fucking window boards getting smashed out from, like like 28 feet away and like directly to your left. And you're like, okay, I know they're there. I need to make two different call outs to these different people who are in different locations. One person who's doing the cameras, one person who's doing this different gadget. I need somebody to show up so that they can watch my left so that I can activate my gadget. And like, it's like you're, you have like this fucking long, it's like a, if this, then that scripted event in a fucking uh, code. You know what I mean? That's what you're doing.
2: I want to listen to Metallica's load and reload. I can't do that. If I if I um, need to listen for broken windows, three
0: houses over. You mean the last good Metallica albums? You The only good ones? Are you kidding me? You are you going to say "Injustice for All" is a bad Metallica album? I don't know, man. I'm not
2: going to talk <laughs> about Metallica albums right now. We need to end this episode. And the music plays. All right, and we're back. Final words on a uh, hunt
0: showdown. The fucking the the break music is. And justice, versus you <laughs> under power. <laughs> Oh
2: man Uh, My quick final words This is going to be a not recommend me for the average person But This game is going to nail some people Like if you are a gamer That wants some high risk high reward gameplay That gets their blood pumping Like maybe you came off of League of Legends and you're like League is too toxic I need a new relationship This game is going to be perfect for you You could drop in and you can play so many different styles Like if you're like oh I want to be an assassin jungler You can solo queue against teams of three get a couple snipes get rewards and progress and complete missions and level up there's so much progression outside of what we've talked about like we talked about player levels and we talked about character levels but there is so many like bloodline expansions and rewards and different challenges you can do it's like dead by daylight the amount of content that you can work through like they just give it to you it's not even like you need to buy the battle pass no it's just out there you can just go out and play it there's so much game in this game but Personally, and my current lifestyle with three kids and a wife and three cats and not being able to wear headphones all the time. This game is not for me. I really enjoy my time with it. If JP just messaged me and says, yo, bro, you want to play some showdown? I'm probably going to leave this game on my hard drive for a little bit. Like I have, like, usually it's like we finish a game and even before the recording day, I've already uninstalled it. But like this game I might get a little bit of a, a grace period on the hard drive. I think it was like 70 gigs. So it's a little big. But,
0: yeah,
2: I enjoyed my time with it. Not everyone will, but it's going to be a not recommend for the average gamer, but a recommend for your you butt chuggers out there
0: that's there's a lot of good points in there. I think that the primary motivator for me is like I have a lot of fucking games on my hard drive. I have two one terabytes on my series X right now. And it's always full. And so every single time that we're playing a Star Wars Battlefront, I'm so happy to fucking get rid of it because that means that I get to download Ghostwire Tokyo now and start playing that game and never fucking finish it for 17 months. Like, whenever I look at these multiplayer games, they're the scariest ones, right? And I'm thinking, whenever I highlight over Cunt Showdown... God, I didn't mean to say Cunt Showdown. <laughs> <laughs> <guy>. but uh But <laughs> whenever I'm highlighting this game, it's right next to Halo Infinite. And I'm like, huh. What would I rather play? And I'm going to be honest, like, the amount of adrenaline per minute that I get from Halo Infinite is just so much greater because of the downtime that you end up in this game. Where it's not even that you're dead, like, in Fortnite or whatever, because when you die, you can get picked up in that game as well. But it's, like, it's, it's like, literal downtime. I, I can't stress enough how much it hurt my feelings, this fucking, the wait times between these games. It was really jarring. And... Uh just from that alone, it really it really fucks me up. But speaking from Philip getting invited by JP, I don't have anyone really to play this game with. And I was thinking, if this game goes on sale again, what are the odds that I buy this game for Dontre and Jesse? Because they've been trying to get me into Warzone for a long time. And I think the same way that Fort uh, Fall Guys was my gateway drug to you know Fortnite, I think that this game might be some sort of gateway drug to Warzone for me if I start playing with them. I haven't played too many games with them in a long time. We used to play a lot of Siege together. Whenever we went back and played Star Wars Battlefront 2, I was like, oh, I kind of forgot what it was like to have a full squad of we people I knew. play
1: Warzone. That sounds like fun. I don't want to fucking play Warzone,
0: dude. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't want to play Warzone. I don't know. We'll fucking figure it out. I'm just a fucking hater, but I like this game. Um, I don't... Again... This is a, a fucking hardcore game, I think. You you should play it. If you if you watch a trailer of this game and you enjoy the aesthetic, go ahead and play it and just wander around. Just don't really try the objectives. Like Just play how you want to play. You're going to get killed and ganked and whatever. Your body's going to get ravaged. And it's going to be very sad, but you're just play a few matches and like enjoy the experience. And once the aesthetic starts getting dry, just delete it off the hard drive. Um, I think that the art style and the atmosphere of this game are incredible. And I think the enemy variety and I think the enemy, how the enemies look, how they're designed, I think that that is really interesting, too, even though most enemies are just a pain in the ass to fight and they're unfun. But uh, other than that, if you're really hardcore, this can really, this can sink its teeth into you. This game was very, very close to sinking its teeth into me by the end. I played this game by myself before the podcast. Like, I'd never do that. I went by myself to go and play two matches, and I was late to the show because I was playing one match. I was getting out of the the, the second one. There is some kind of adrenaline junkie part of me that enjoys the high-risk, high-reward, especially when you're winning. When you're winning, you're leaving on a high. But unfortunately, when you lose, the low is really, really bad, especially because of the permadeath a little bit if you care about that stuff. I didn't really care too much. Yeah, I, I was care. just really worried about the fucking the time between games. Anyways, it's a recommend, it's soft recommend.
1: All right, JP, final words. Uh yeah, so you both pretty much pointed out like the biggest downsides of this game being the time between you actually being in a match. That's going to be the biggest hurdle for anybody getting into this game or if you're just not into like how it plays, you know, if you like if you like hit markers when you shoot people and like big indicators over people the enemy's heads. You just give this one a pass, you know? I'm pretty but, uh, sure
0: you get a hit marker when you hit people in this game. You, get
1: you do get a hit marker. I know because, yeah. like, I was so happy
2: when I have my <laughs> yeah, crappy right, six-shooter right, right. and I fire a shot at, like, 70 feet or something like that, and I wing him, and I'm like, <laughs> 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 yeah. I think
3: Thanks. you get hit
0: markers when you hit teammates, too. You do. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're fighting the same guy and they take a step a little bit too far to the right and they fucking crossfire Dude, you you get
2: in so many doorways especially when we find the monsters where we're all clustered together and we look like the stupid like uh like toon link in four swords adventure where we're all bunched up and we're like trying to space <laughs> through one door and, like look we are all kind of oh we didn't even talk about the character models like we talked about you know like the this, this stinky scientist guy but I remember at one point you were just like a Chinese woman with a hat and a, like a dress and I'm like that's a great yeah. skin name and he's like I don't even know what I am <laughs> <laughs> like
1: like I just picked the first one. I not just give it uh, up. <clears throat> but if you're if you're like super into like eighteen hundreds firearms and stuff, uh there's some serious eye candy in there. I mean, you <laughs> look at <bed> that pistols. <laughs> well, I mean Do like okay, there's pistol. gonna be some stuff that you're gonna love and some stuff you're gonna absolutely hate, like like a uh, chop down Springfield rifles, like I don't know where the fuck that abomination came from. I
2: but... mean who needs rifling on <laughs> your rifle? <laughs>
1: It still uses rifle ammo, it just fucking doesn't have any accuracy Philip. <laughs> yeah, but okay, I mean, but I mean, like you know if you wanna get a Springfield rifle and see every nook and cranny of that terribly designed fucking breech loading piece of shit, this game is gonna show you every step of that fourteen step reload process <laughs> and you know your uh you know your revolvers, the conversion pistols, which are all pretty much uh cult walkers, right and it's a real pistol you know because it was like the black powder and they would just swap out the cylinder for uh for uh cartridges for a cartridge cylinder right and so in the game the body of the pistol is more worn than the cylinder because the cylinders are newer and it's just like little details like that And i'm like dude this is freaking nice man dude there's just one fucking
0: rifle that's lever action but it's still single shot it has a little butthole on the back of it And you fucking, you when you pull the lever, it shoots the fucking cartridge back out. And then you push another cartridge back into the bubble. And I picked it up off a body. And I just kept shooting it and reloading it. And just be like, this is
1: a weird gun.
0: Like, they don't make them like this anymore.
2: I remember when we dropped in and we were waiting the five minute mandatory just stand there time of... (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna wait for him to look it's and so like bad. you guys looked over at my shotgun because i'm like i'm gonna be the character with the shotgun this time because everyone's making fun of my axe or whatever my axe wasn't working for me and you guys look over at me and you're like what the fuck is on your gun and i have a a top feeder for my shotgun shells
1: oh my god <laughs> oh, oh no it was that but, it was that bolt action was it right? bolt action with like this i think you like, had the spring field on external box magazine on your fucking lever action it was rifle
0: of like i at dude at first i thought it was an acog site i was like what the fuck is going on
2: <laughs> no, i just had half a toaster sitting on top of my rifle
1: and he... <laughs> was it affecting your fucking vision yes, when you aimed outside yeah it takes up whole, like 10 percent of your whole, view like left field of fire is just not there anymore <laughs> That's atrocious, It
2: makes you wonder about, like, the dynamics of, like, how how heavy are those rounds? Like, are you tilting a little? Are you dragging left?
1: I mean, it wouldn't matter, would it? As long as you're shooting straight? Just, like, pops it up and fucking dumps bullets in it. I'm like, is this a (laughs) gravity-fed? Yeah, (laughs) gravity-fed rifle. Um. Dude, I remember, like, at the beginning when
0: you're doing the 10-minute mandatory wait. Like, so you can aim your gun, really, and then you can look in your sight. And when you look in your sight, you put your hands up in front of your face. and it was just so funny because me and jp turned and looked at philip and then he used his sight so he put his hands up it looked like we were robbing him looked like we were highwaymen Yeah, so stupid and
1: he's
0: like don't shoot
2: (laughs) (laughs) well jp did you say recommend not recommend
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I recommended it to you, so. Oh, yeah, I guess. (laughs) I guess that kind of moots the point. at this point, this game is, like, it always goes on sale. It's super cheap. Like, there's not a bunch of DLC you need to buy. Like,
0: buy it. There's no DLC you need to buy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, unless you're a whale.
2: Like
1: me. I I did indeed buy DLC for this game. But, I mean, buy it. Play a couple matches. If you don't dig it, you didn't lose but ten bucks. Alright, at this point, JP,
2: thank you for coming out of the pod. Jan is texting us that dinner's ready. So, real quick, Nave, what are we playing next week?
0: Uh, Civ 6, maybe? No,
2: oh, we're playing Minecraft Legends.
0: Oh, yeah, right. That game.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not actually kind of <laughs> not looking forward to this one. <laughs>
0: we're playing on legend difficulty aren't we
2: yeah i know and it's like go go siege the first fortress the enemies have so much health but they're not it's like a children's game so they're not deadly yeah so it's just a war of attrition as we're slowly (laughs) waiting for them to die
0: Dude, that's the thing like we ordered our troops to fight the thing and you're standing like are we doing something wrong i'm like no philip this is every single time where have you been like it takes (laughs) this long always like why does it take so long to win a game Dude, we got into an argument because you were like, I don't know if you were fucking with me because he, Philip knows that I'm like partially autistic or something, so he knows that I, he, he can tell when an argument's gonna get into a deadlock, but. You were, okay so in this game you can press Y and it commands your troops to go forward it's basically attack move in, in Age of Empires and Phil was like the Y is the attack button and I'm like no Y commands them to move to where you're looking and if there's something there they'll attack it that's different and you're like but it just sounds like attacking to me with more stuff I'm like yeah but you're skipping an essential step because if there's something in between they'll attack the thing in between and Phil was like oh well, I don't know what you're talking about I think it's just an attack
3: I'm like god damn it Philip <laughs> like listen to- me. to well, the, the words?
0: For
2: the record, I was going to fuck with you because I could tell this was one of those moments because you were in a certain mood. You get in these moods, specifically when you like, <laughs> so, uh,. Uh, she was texting me earlier, and she spelled Timbuktu wrong. <laughs> Dude, she did
0: spell Timbuktu
3: wrong. She said like, she spelled okay. it the
0: number 10, then the word buck, and then the number 2, T-W-O. And it's like T-I-M-B-U-K-T-U or something. There's like an I in there somewhere. I'm like, this is a place. And she's like, I just spell it like this. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like well, what do you What do you mean? And then she sent me a screenshot of Urban Dictionary, and I'm like, "That's
3: not Webster's. That's a fucking anyone can put anything into that."
2: God damn it, Nave! You need to relax.
1: My blood pressure is so high. And then there's even JP coming in. Damn, Nave,
3: relax. He's like, up,
2: Alright, and with that, thanks for joining us this week's co-op partners. Maybe next time we can all loot some gator traps together in the Louisiana Bayou. Gah, gah, gah. <laughs> Bye.